Yeah, here you go. Oh, nah, he, he over here. Yeah, I heard he got that hot new thing. It's called Switch. Let's get it going. Hello and welcome to Laps Gamer Radio, the community podcast about video games which aims to bring lapsed and active gamers together in an effort to keep the hobby alive for us all. You can email us at lapsgamerradio at gmail.com and visit our blog uh, lapsgamer.com and you can chat with us on social media either on Twitter at lapsedgamer or you can find us on facebook.com forward slash lapsgamer. Uh, I'm your host Mark Hamer and today we'll be talking with uh, my namesake Mark Ray, uh, better known as LGR alumni Chazzy and the host of the excellent Honourable Mentions podcast. Uh, Chazzy's kindly offered to join us to tell us all about his experience at the recent London hands-on event for the Nintendo Switch, you lucky shit. That's me, yeah. <laughs> very, very lucky. Very, very and, lucky. Uh, also joining us tonight is uh, LGR regular and fellow Switch pre-orderer Lee Howard. <laughs> Good evening, both of you. Yep, delighted to be here. Really excited to hear from Chazzy and uh, obviously talk more Switch with you, Mark. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've never had so many people anticipating anything that I have to say, so this is quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, we were good. We had a good recording um, the other day, uh, and I've have subsequent thoughts since then as well. Um, so yeah, as well as discussing uh, Chazzy's impressions, we're all going to revisit some talking points that um, arose from the Switch announcements, which have followed the presentation, stuff that's come out since we last recorded, uh, and from the Nintendo Treehouse live streams. Now we've had a chance to digest more of that, um, and some of the LGR community have also got in touch to share their views, and we'll happily read those out to round off this episode. So, Chazzy, right? You've held one in your hands. That's it. I I ha- I have had it. it- Yes, it's um, yeah, it's it's a really really great piece of kit. That is the one thing sort of coming away from it that you know got 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 to go to the event. Um, I suppose I better do the whole sort of um, you know uh, declaring my interests. I managed to get into the event uh, through friends who I work with or I used to work with at Nintendo, and they got me in. So. Yeah, because they they were doing. Um, I did get an email. I know they sent out like a general email. I presume to my Nintendo members, or I'm not sure where they got a mailing list from. Yeah, but I got an I, email. I got one yeah, as well. And I think they were going to allocate. I guess it would be general punters tickets. Yeah. Like if you'd have, you know, if you said you could make it and you showed interest, they would. I don't know what the allocation was like. Yeah, but yeah, yours, you went into a ballot, basically. Right, but you went completely not through that route then. You obviously no, went not through direct, that route yeah. at all. Yeah, um, my, my, I used to work for the company that used to put on, well, still does put on all the events for Nintendo. Yes, because so you've I, been kind enough to tweet, haven't you, some of your artwork in the past that we've retweeted some yeah. fan, so, amazing stuff, yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've done every single uh, Nintendo stand for Eurogamer for the last six years. So I've done all the design work or part of the design team on on that. So through I I don't work there anymore, but through my friends they know I'm a massive, massive Zelda fan. So they just said, Look, we've got your backstage pass in your Wonderful. go, son. So yes, very, very, very lucky. But I so hence through that I managed to get my hands on the kit and um, as I was just about to say, I was I came away from the event. The one lasting memory was is how premium this like tablet feels in your hands it feels like an apple level of quality 
to the kit. It's quite heavy. It's heavier than I expected it to be. Yeah, because it's but so much smaller, isn't it? Is it like... Um, mm. It's I just smaller. Yeah, so it's, it's like a marriage than... between the Vita and the, the Wii U gamepad. If, like, is it somewhere in the uh, middle of those? Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the screen is the same size as on the Wii U gamepad, but I've heard descriptions say that the Joy-Cons are about half the size of a Wiimote. Yeah, yes. I mean, but, uh, right, so... The way I came away from it was thinking is it's ever so slightly smaller than an iPad Mini. Yeah, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So yeah. I mean, I've got a Wii, I've got a kind of Wii U pad in front of me, and yes, the screen is about the same size. But if you took sort of the, the distance between the side of the screen on your Wii U gamepad uh, out to the out to, from the edge of the screen out to the actual outside of the Wii U pad, if you took about a third of that off, yeah. that would be on either end. Um, that would be about how wide it is, and it's much thinner, isn't it? That's the thing. Yes. It's, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's like what I was I said, thinking, like a felt, Vita almost. Sort it of felt like a very thick iPad Mini. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it. Is and that's a like nice that. hand feel, yeah, like comfortable yeah. in your hands. Comfortable, yeah. yeah. If uh, if you're used to the gamepad, you'll be used to this. Yeah. It's yeah. it's not much different. Yeah, it's reassuring to hear what you're saying about the build quality of it because um, I've never had a problem with the build quality on. Uh, Nintendo hardware or controllers or anything like that before, but they have had a tendency to feel like the the, the Wii U control, but a bit plasticky. Yeah, a bit flimsy. Or is, sort is the best almost, way to describe. I, I think the Wii U is a bit sort of chunky in terms of the gamepad, but I know what you mean in terms of if you compare the 3DS build quality to the Vita, the Vita just feels more solid. That could obviously just it feels be from more the fact premium, that it's a single yeah. screen. Um, but I know what you mean. Yeah, like the the, the the 3ds XL in particular does feel a little bit well, on the kind of let, let me compare it. Let me compare this to the Wii U gamepad because that's probably the nearest comparison we've got. The Wii yeah. U gamepad has kind of that sort of very tacky, sort of glossy plastic. Like, you know, you tap it and you can hear it's hollow. You know, thin plastic. On mm-hmm. this, this is a really nice, thick. Um, I most of the controllers I use were the kind of these glaring neon blue and red um <laughs> controllers but but they they never felt like they were a thin flimsy plastic they felt like a very solid well-made you know, well screwed together piece of plastic um but then the screen itself was a love was like i had no difference to that to the to an ipad for me they, they it felt you know like a really solidly put together thing when when you like you would expect because you're sliding those joy cons in you'd expect there to be a little bit of a rattle like from either joy con on left and right but no they were solid they didn't feel like they were flopping around they never felt like they were kind of you know poorly made or like poorly machined everything felt just so precise and you know had a nice weight and click to it and stuff I've and got a question about that on, actually. Yeah. It's like, um, how are the Joy Cons held in place? Because like they slide in from the top, yeah. So they've got to hold in place uh, decently. Like they've got to be easy enough to remove, but they've got to hold in place because otherwise the screen would just slide out. Was you holding Gen- it? Genuinely, they didn't show taking them on and off, but obviously, when you're holding the Joy Cons in your hand, um, if you turn them on the inside, there was like sort of little, sort of, I don't know, camera sensors on the inside. Um, so. I, I, I don't know. I'm assuming they run down on rails. Is yeah. the best way I can uh, sort of describe it. But um, yeah, they they weren't. I know. Um, it has been confirmed that they don't like they will. They're, they're still wirelessly connected to the the switch itself, even That's when it. they're on the side of it. Yeah. 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 So um, there's there's no sort of physical 
uh, like you say, there's no sort of metal connectors that have got to connect into the actual main pad. They do just, like you say, like wirelessly talk to each other. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. yeah, other than that, um, yeah, like, like I said, the screen, the actual, when you have it as in handheld mode, the screen was absolutely stunning. I'd put that, put it up there with like a Vita screen. Brilliant. Um, obviously, it's not OLED, but it's no. kind of very, very close for an mm-hmm. LCD panel. But um, so. I played the first game I played, and the. Well, uh, before you get onto the games, can I just ask you a bit more about the Joy-Con? In, yes. like, in particular, I know you were saying you you got to see either just the coloured ones or, or both. And mm. my understanding is, yeah, they've both got this kind of like matte finish. Yes. Um, size wise, and just right. again t- texture and and just hand feel for comfort. Because again, right. I'm looking at pictures and they do look small. So like, I'll, I know so that's I'll been exaggerated. You, but. I'll give you both because again, like the first game I played was Zelda, and I got to play it on with it attached to a grip. And then the second game I got to play was Arms, and I had just the Joy Cons, one in each hand. Yeah. Uh, so one in each hand. Yeah. Yeah, one that's in each right. Hand. Yeah. Um, so with it in the grip. I found the grip felt. I've got. Is that the sad trying, dog? The sad grip, dog, yeah, yeah the yeah, sad dog grip. Mm. Um, it felt as though I, I've got slightly over average size hands. So when it when I had it in my hands, it didn't feel small. It didn't feel like I was cramped, but it did feel as though this was the absolute minimum limit that I could have as a controller in my hands. If that makes sense. Mm. And with a two-stick control with a two, system. With a two-stick yeah. as, as if you were playing it with an Xbox controller or yeah. a PS3 okay. controller. Um, as soon as I was playing... like The first game I played was Zelda. So as soon as I was playing Zelda, that all melted away. And I completely forgot that I was holding this slightly smaller than average controller. Um, as with the Joy-Cons in each hand, they did feel a little bit small and a little bit fiddly. Um, there, I would say if you looked at your hand, like if you put your hand up, upwards in front of you, the length is the width of your palm. Yeah, yeah, right. I absolutely, like the width of your palm. No, no bigger, yeah, yeah. no smaller. Um, Depth-wise, <clears throat> um, like sort of. So that's the length. Sort of the width of it is kind of about two thirds of your palm. Mm. I'd say. So they are quite small. Not... How did they feel with that? Because um, obviously prior to the announcement, the presentation, sorry, we weren't aware that they were going to go down this route. Do you remember like the, um, we called them the condoms, didn't we? For, like the Wiimotes. You know, like, they, they've got these new like black straps. I mean, obviously they're a lot more um, refined than the Wii Mote uh, condoms. Uh, so, we're, so we're talking about the, are <laughs> uh, we talking about just the wrist straps, yeah? Yeah, so it's a strap, yeah, the, but doesn't it go on the end? And the slides over the buttons. So and it gives you like a, a shoulder button. So does that make it feel any more Yeah, see, I didn't... Yeah, see, I thought that was part of the actual controller. So maybe I didn't notice that as oh, much okay. as most other people. Yeah. But yeah, there was like a shoulder button that you push that sort of hangs off the side as yeah. you're holding it in your fist. So, uh, yeah, so that must have been what that grip was then because I had a little wrist strap, wrist strap on there and, and stuff. So... Yeah, um, that was the bit that felt fiddly. Is that you? When I was playing arms, you use that to uh, like select yes and no and whatever. And and that did feel like I was having to reach my thumb over a little bit. And they felt quite thin, not too thin, but they they felt like they could have been a little bit wider. But I can understand why they didn't make them wider because if they were, 
it would start pushing against the side of your hand. So, yeah, um, yeah I, like I said, there's a lot of buttons on those Joy-Cons, and it, for me, it just felt it was a little bit small and a little bit fiddly to get over to that top shoulder button. Did you get a chance to play any games where you had one Joy-Con, uh, NES sort of controller style, where you've got, you know, your your left thumb on the stick, and then you have to obviously push the buttons yeah. on the right, like, like, because, the, like the old classic NES controller. Yeah, because my worry mm. is from the pictures I've seen, that stick is not like on the far left; it's like really close to the middle where those on buttons one of are. Them. Yeah, oh, on one of them, right, sorry. Yeah, on, got, the, yeah. on the right-hand Joy-Con, the stick's in the middle. On the left-hand Joy-Con, the stick's over by the edge. Yeah, because yeah, when, you're you, right. when, you slide yeah. It in, when you slide it into that, that grip, obviously you've got the... It's kind of offset yes. sticks. I understand. Mm. I just meant, like, for, for in, if you had a chance to play with both, or even... I, haven't, I, just I didn't have a chance feels. to. I didn't yeah. have a chance to, but I did have a look. If you notice in that um, that picture that went, was doing the rounds... <laughs> that's gone viral, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gone viral. Um... <laughs> I, I did get to study it for quite a long time, surprisingly, because the, there was a <laughs> photographer there and he was making me look at it. Um, it didn't... I, I would imagine it... Again, it's like, like with the grip. I'd imagine at first you think... You, you, you'll look at it and go... Oh, or, or when you get to use it, you, you'll go... Yeah. Oh, this, this feels a bit tiny. But by that token as well I, I think that would you'd sort of get past that very very quickly it's it's like everything's just on that minimum limit yeah. of, of smallness if that makes sense it's just enough to make it work but I, I'd imagine that there will be some people who are going oh this just doesn't work for me my hands are way too big and I just I can't deal with this yeah um, I mean it, I guess we, it's, it's about also just getting used to it because I can remember when we first held Wiimotes in our hands it. it just felt completely alien but the one thing I would we say, got so used to it the one thing I would say is the plus and the minus buttons um, I just I couldn't find them I know they're at the top of the like again this is when I was playing Zelda and I was having to use it to go into inventories and stuff and to reach all the way to the top of that pad to hit that because they're not Circuit. Everything else on that thing is a is a circular button, and because they're like actual plus and minus signals, um, symbols, I found it really difficult to find them because you're not. I wasn't. I was. My thumb was looking for a button rather than a symbol, and because they're not quite raised up and stuff, I was just. That was one thing I did find really really tough to get, you know, get around the pad was trying to get to those plus and minus buttons off of the sticks. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it is, it's, that is going to be an interesting point, and I, I presume, like anything, it'll be a case of learning to adapt yeah, it's, and it's that, it's hand that memory, of, like you, finger memory and all that. Yeah, you, you've had it for so long now where you've got A, B, X and Y, or, you know, uh, was it triangle, square, circle, um, and, and that kind of, and cross, and um, you're used to that configuration, and now you've got something that's not completely different because it isn't it does actually feel like an xbox controller but then there's like uh, again when i was playing zelda there's uh the, the d-pad it's not a traditional d-pad like a like you would have on an xbox um it's actually just four more buttons right yeah to use as a d-pad so it's, it's yep. not like something that you rock and roll round. So that was weird when it was saying like right go to the D-pad and select a weapon. I was looking for a D-pad going well there isn't a D-pad there's just these four other buttons that look like X, B, A and Y. And that that didn't compute in my head but I think like, like you say the more you use it the more you 
get to get a lang- your own language with that controller. I think you'll you'll just it will just become second nature after a while. I think a lot of this stuff is just it's all going to feel a little bit alien until you've had a bit of time with it, really. Yeah, I mean, I want to get on to obviously the games because actually mm. that's probably a better way context to understand well, um, the control system. But there's a couple of other things that yeah, I just yeah. wanted to raise. But you go ahead, Mark. Uh, yeah, there's, there's one thing I wanted to throw is um, while we're talking about the hardware is did you get to play anything like um, say the marble game in one two switch that actually makes use of the HD rumble? Yes, I did. Uh, again, that was the okay. pic- that was the picture that went viral. Uh, I am the face of balls. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, of course on, you did. Yeah, the, yeah on, on the Nintendo Twitter feed. Uh, See that all those years of handling the schoolboys' balls, you know, in the, in the school balls, it, it all came back. It all came back to just came back, flooding back, as it were. Um, yeah. So, so what was that like? That was that Rumble? was brilliant. Um, right. Those games in one two switch really are a, a great tech demo for all the kind mm-hmm. of stuff that uh, that that controller can do now. What this demo was, was it's a blind wooden box and it shows you a silhouette of some balls in that box and as you move the controller around in your hand the haptic feedback is literally rumbling in different areas on your hand to show you where those balls are rolling from and to and where they're hitting the side of the the box and stuff. Then what happens is it gets you, lets you have a feel and gets you used to like there's marbles in that in your hand in a box. Then it just takes that shadowing away, so you have absolutely no idea what's in that box. And it says, right, how many balls do you think are in this box? And you have to physically roll it around and make a guess, make your best estimate from what you can feel in your hand. And I have to say, um, I was with uh, a few people and we all said exactly the same thing. How it, you, you suddenly forget, you forgot that you weren't holding a box. You know, you, you forgot you were holding a joy joypad in your hand mm. because it, it did feel so it's realistic. I mean, it's, it's I don't know. It's, it's maybe it's a bit simplistic to say realistic. But well, it's, it's it's sensory. It's an authentic. That's uh, it. Sensory, yeah. So it kind like, of makes your brain think. I was you, yeah. I was able to tip the box forward to me, and I could feel one, two, three, four balls hitting the the sort of lower edge. But then when I tipped it to the side, I could feel balls sort of bouncing and sliding off each other. No, I don't know oh, wow. if that was me. I don't know if that was me interpreting it, or whether that was just the haptic feedback, sort of doing something special. Like you, you could feel, you know, areas getting larger and smaller as it as it went past the palm of your hand. But I, I really did feel it, like the way that my tactic was to tip it forward to feel how many I could feel coming forward, then tip it to the side so that I could feel it bumping, how many times it bumps against the side of the box. And from that, I got every time I made a, a decision on how many balls it was, I got it right because I had that that technique of right. I could feel this bump in here, feel this bump in here. Right, I felt four on this one. I felt five on that one. Okay, well maybe a ball was getting held up. So blah 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 blah. And yeah, I, I managed to make my decision just based on feel alone. Hmm. And I thought that was incredible. Yeah, because we're talking about one two switch, then we might as well just head straight into that. So, okay. did mm. you get to try um, various games at the like, as in one after another, yeah. or was it something throughout the day that you got to do one of the mini games this, and then like another this was, one of the mini games? This was actually at the end because right, I thought, okay. right, what I would do that that one two switch was set up in the middle in a, in like a carousel. So you went round in a circle, and and each game was I think there was six games, five games. Do we um, know where there's more on the actual? 
as far as I've been reading, there's 20 plus. Uh, fine, right. I've and so we're only what? seeing a fraction because a lot of people have already That's dismissed it. that, haven't they? As being very. I know you said like the words tech demo, and I understand, of course. I, that tell, I tell you what, it see felt it as like. that, but they felt like it's been accused as being like a shallow experience for by, by us people that haven't had a chance yeah. to play. I tell you what yeah. it felt like, um, and this will probably be backed up when I talk, talk about the games in a minute. But it felt like we play. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you bought everyone bought Wii Play because it had and an extra controller mode. cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Now imagine you had Wii Play, but you weren't buying it for the controller. That's yeah. what I, this feels like. So that, it does make it less compelling. <laughs> Abs- absolutely, absolutely, right. I but came that's away. A, but Switch I, is a two-player game, isn't it? So you wouldn't. So, you, you've already got the controllers you need. That would be their excuse for why they would pack one in. But I don't know and, why it's not just in the console itself. Well, this is kind of my argument. I came away thinking from that thinking, these are great tech demos. There's loads of them. There's going to be loads of them in the pack. I'm only ever, ever going to play this. A, if I have the family round at Christmas or, or at part or friends round for a lot, you know, that they come round and go, oh, no, I'll do. I'll break out the switch and we can play the, the gunslinger game. Yeah, like we did with Wii Sports, that was the, the whole that's point. It. You know, it, that, that's how it spread because people were like, "Oh, you got a Wii? Can I have a go? like? Let me show you Wii it. Sports." You know, that's the only time. Up is either that, or I'm just going to play it. Like you, like you say, I'm just, I am going to play it, but I'm not going to pay that kind of money for it. I'm not going to pay the fifty quid. I think actually they've again. That's another point we'll get onto later. The, the prices of these things, the accessories and everything, mm. seems to have fluctuated massively. Like so I think yeah, we were I getting th- quite the very lot, highest top end. I think to there's a lot of positioning by retailers, and they're yes. just trying to find out where. Yeah. Uh, where the, but where that's the market's going like, to fall. Like I think we were saying this on the previous record with um, Colin that you know is one to switch a game that people are going to feel compelled to go out to the shops to buy you know it, it almost was like Spend Nintendo 40 sab- quid on. yeah they're sabotaging their own hardware i know yeah. what they they'd say they didn't include it because they wanted to get to a price point that was sub 300 pounds so to put switch one two switch in there it, it would like you know put the price over and be less appealing well, let, but like, let me... it just doesn't make sense they should have no. taken the risk and put that in and take a loss because you know, how is this going to be like doing... It won't do Wii numbers, but let's say Nintendo want it to do that. How is it going to do that? Well, it's going to do it by adding that spread of word of mouth and that kind of right. novelty at the beginning that people, sh- you know, playing yeah. on to I mean, Switch. Because now, got, half the market aren't going to buy it. You've got to remember that this this entire event was a massively controlled uh, environment. So they're trying to show you things and get you right, going away excited and and, you know talking it up which mm. um you know to a degree like let, let me put it put it this way uh i played the gunslinger game i played the safe cracking game i played the uh the, the game with the balls in the box i think it was called ball I mean, Control, you, you didn't get to milk a cow uh i i <laughs> do you know what i thought about it and then i thought better of it um <laughs> or that catching the sword one or something I, I did not want that photographer coming back going, oh do you mind um me Take us a picture of you milking a cow now. And I'll I could put see it next that. to that one with the balls. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I could, but yeah. surely you should have said, look, you've, you know, you've done the balls, you've got to do the cock. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> you stroke the shaft. But, yeah, it's... um, I, it, That was that thing. Is it, I, I, I play, Once I played those three games, I thought, I've got my idea of this. I don't need to play this any further. And I think 
for me, One Two Switch is that game. It's it's a brilliant tech demo. There's going to be loads of little games in it that are going to be fun. But for me, in my household, the way I play games, it's just going to have no legs. And and that's unfortunate because, it, to be honest with you, everything in there works. And it works really, really well. If I found this for 15, 20 quid, um, two years down the line in a, in a game somewhere, I'll pick it up. I will pick it up because it's it would be rude not to because it's it's a very good game like what it's doing and what it's showing off the hardware it's very good but not for top dollar it's yeah, not a day that, one purchase for me. and that's Nintendo's the onus is on them to impress upon us the tech like if they've if they all the accessories and the joy cons and everything are expensive mm. and really like top notch because they've packed all of this special technology in it like the motion controls and the HD rumble and all of that. Well, they've you know taken the trouble to pack all that in. We shouldn't have to pay through the nose immediately on top of the system to experience that. The system should come with the game so to, show, I was, to sell it to us. I was chatting with uh, a developer at, at this uh, event, and I was putting pretty much the same thing to him. And then he came back to me and said, look, from a dev's point of view, we don't want to devalue our products. Right? And if we come out and say these 25 games that we've spent all this time and effort into if we can't say that that's a fully featured game mm. then we've got no right to say that Zelda's 50 quid we've got no right to say that you know uh, Mario's 50 quid because we're, we're just devaluing our products and people will expect that every game on the Switch now is like cheaper I get your point. My worry is if Nintendo, if it can't it's positioning. Be, that's all it yeah, is. But if we can't get one to switch and into the the home straight away, and you can't get people understanding what the HD Rumble and the other fancy bits and pieces can offer you, I'm concerned then that will that be taken up? Like, cause if they, let's say the let's say fifty percent of people getting a, a, a switch on day one don't buy a one two switch. Are we going to get the third parties committed to showing off this fancy tech that the Joy-Cons can do? That's or it. Is it is it going to be, no, it was only uh, those novelty games that didn't sell? Because I'm worried about ARMS as well. Yeah. Uh, being, well, don't, wor don't worry about you know. that. Don't worry about that. We'll, we'll talk about that later because <laughs> I'm a big fan of ARMS. Oh, right, um, okay. <laughs> right, so let, let, let's get to the games in 1-2-Switch because we haven't actually told you anything about them yet. So, um, Gunslinger. Um, this is a game where... It does that Johann Sebastian Joust thing. Yeah. Do you know that game? Yeah. I yeah. think Jack Smith actually called that straight away. He said it reminded him of that. Right. So yeah, do you know that, that got brought up on um, Giant Bomb uh, when they were t when uh, two of the guys there came back from their hands-on and they did a little live stream talking about it. And, right. and one of the guys said, uh, Je uh, Jeff Gerstmann said that it's like it's like they saw someone in a park playing Johann Sebastian Joust with a laptop and a couple of Wiimotes That's it. and thought. <laughs> We're going to design our entire system around that. That's it. So, so <laughs> what Joe, Johan Sebastian Joust is, is that it, it's, you put a laptop on the floor and then it, it controls some move controllers and it plays, plays music and you don't actually look at anything to do with the computer or the hardware or anything. It's just playing music out. And as the music rises and falls, you have to move around with your move controller and make sure that the other people can't hit your move controller because as soon as it shakes... The, the light goes red and you're out of the game okay mm. so what you're doing is you're you're not interacting with the hardware at all other than that one controller in your hand 
And yeah. this is what gun gunslinger does. You look at the screen, it says, right, can you both please select your button on the top? You go, yes. And it says, right, so you're left, you're right. Now look away from the screen and listen to my voice. Okay? And now all that computer is doing is it's being an umpire in a duel. And it's just it basically goes, ready, you know, aim. And then it's at different time intervals. And eventually it says fire. And you have to, you, it tells you to point your uh, Joy-Con at the floor. As soon as it says fire, you have to raise it as if you were a gunslinger, firing from the hip, and hit your button on top to shoot the other person. So you're looking directly at each other, not at the screen, not at anything else. So there's so much hilarity in this. <laughs> where you're staring, you're you're staring your friend in the face. You're making faces at them. You're yeah, like you're in a off. Sergio Leone Western. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was hilarious. You were getting, you were actually getting crowds of people coming round to watch it because it is so funny. Because you're both staring each other down. You're making faces. You're trying to put each other off. You give a little shimmy or whatever, and then bang, it says fire, and you go. And then what you have to do is there's actually, it works out the angle at which you raise your hand and hit the, hit the fire button. So if you hit it, hit the fire button when your hand's still too low, you shoot the dirt. If Got not, you, you can yeah. shoot the sky. If you keep it in the middle and you've got the fastest reaction time out of the two of you, then, then you win. Very simple, but a lot of fun. A lot, mm. a lot of fun. And it was one of the game, the one big game out of that that I came away thinking... Yeah, I'd have a lot of fun at parties with this when everyone's a little bit drunk and kind of want to settle a few arguments. It's like, <laughs> right, gunslinger, you and me. That, that, it's perfect for that. Uh, yeah, I could imagine playing like that game and a lot of the kind of the dance pose one and things like that with my family, like with my son in particular. Yeah. I can imagine it is a great deal of fun, but again, it's like this the longevity of it. It's the it's, it's and, my worry and, is like, does it get put away? Like, admittedly, if I think back to my Wii titles. We sports certainly got more playtime than we play. You know, yes. we play was kind of like you did the games, and then that was kind of it. Yeah, and and it also, I don't I don't know how much of a single player element there is to that. I don't know if you can play it on your own against the against the yeah. computer. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, that whole other thing of you need someone else in the room to play it with you. Um, then but I that is the whole Nintendo. I mean, we shouldn't have been surprised by this. That is the whole Nintendo ethos. ethos this idea yeah. of like, can we find? How can we make? How can we find a new way of making playing games fun? So That's I do it. give them credit for that. I just, I think, and I do take on board the point you were making about um, the stance of not wanting to devalue your, you know, your products yeah. out the gate. I just, yeah, it's difficult. Maybe there's like a lot of other kind of industry factors it, about it, price it points yeah, and it, things it like comes that. Down it's just a shame that that hasn't come packed in. That's all I'm saying. Maybe I think it comes down to down the line. how they want to position themselves. Do they want to position themselves as um, not necessarily a hardcore machine, but a more mature machine that has some party games? Or do they want to make themselves out to be the Wii and it's all party yeah. games and casual stuff with hardcore stuff tacked on and i think this show was there to sh sort of say no we're looking a it's little both. bit more mainstream this time yeah we're looking <laughs> trying at, to do both <laughs> we're trying to sort of be in the middle but uh, towards the little bit more mainstream stuff but we've got all this stuff here as well that you can do as well so yeah. um yeah and then the last one i did on that was the safe cracking game and um that was the only game out of all of the games i played that day uh, that i had any kind of technical issues with Okay. Uh, yeah, is, I don't think I saw this on the. I might have missed this on the Treehouse live so, stream. I'm not so sure you have I've a, seen this. You one. have a dial on a safe. Uh, you hold the Joy-Con in your hand and you twist your wrist. And as you twist your wrist, you can feel bumps.
And those bumps are the areas in the safe that are to open it. So, and there's four on your tumbler. And what you have to do is just keep twisting your hand, twisting your hand till you feel that bump. And then you have to just ever so slightly move it. I mean, and I'm talking millimeters to try and hold it in exactly the right position to set a light off. And then that part of the tumbler is activated and then you need to find the next one. But you're timed. And you're timed against someone who stood next to you and they're doing exactly the same thing. So you're trying to go quickly and slowly enough to hold this thing in place so and not twitch out of the way. It's very good fun. Um, again, not the most longevity in it, but also um, I found that when I was turning the Joy-Con, uh, it was just completely missing, like whole areas of movement. Now, I don't know if that was an IR issue, I don't know if that was just a Bluetooth issue and I was standing a bit too far away, but yeah, sometimes it was just literally completely losing where my controller was and it would just go from sort of a 90 degree angle to a 180 degree angle in like in a in a few seconds because it just missed an entire you know tranche of me moving the uh, the controller but that was the only issue i had with the controllers all day yeah that reminds me of like the wiimotes used to spaz out every That's every it. now and then didn't they and you had to kind yeah. of resync them and i think an amusing thing happened actually that i can envisage happening at some some occasions if we're all meant to be like meeting up with our switches but um they on the live <laughs> stream they had a um, joy con that was obviously for a different switch so right. like they were having problems actually trying to play the game because it wasn't synced up and then they right. realised that somebody had obviously walked off with the Joy-Con that belonged to, to, to that, that screen that they were trying to show. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so that's one two switch anyway. So um, what else did I play? Now you've got the choice of, uh, I played Zelda, ARMS, uh, I, what else did I play? Splatoon and uh, Mario Kart. Oh, how was well, Splatoon? Here, yeah, we hear about them all, but let's do Splatoon 2 then. <laughs> okay, so Splatoon 2. Uh, the best way I can describe this was uh, this was actually playing uh, on screen with the in Joy-Con Joy grip mode. Um, there, there were stations set up with it on the on the pad. I didn't get to play on that. They were they were. So you've not tried the pro controller then, no? Uh, not tried the pro controller, no. Um, I did. My friend had a go on the Street Fighter with the pro controller and said he was actually quite found that quite comfortable. Okay. Um, what I would say with uh, Splatoon Two is, is it felt like a, the game you played already. Yeah. With a new coat of paint. Yeah, it, that's, it, that's my, that was my worry. Now, that's not to say that they're not going to back it up. I mean, they backed Splatoon up with like days and weeks worth of content on the back end. Yeah. Um, now, they might they might be doing something amazing with that. I don't know. But to me, this felt like an expansion pack. Right. You know, yes, there's new weapons. Yes, there's new levels. But they're nothing that I wouldn't feel like if this was a Call of Duty game would be a gun pack and a map pack. Mm. I don't feel like this is a Splatoon 2. You know, a really massive overhaul. This feels like mm -hmm. a refinement. It feels like they took Splatoon and then just balance tweaked it and, you know, refined it and then put it out. And basically well, just said, well, we, yeah, we, well, they've just, it feels like they've just brought it over and, and given it some yeah. expansions. The counterpoint to that would probably be that it's there wasn't really much they needed to do to that game. Yes, and obviously people it love it, don't they? Right, so yeah. they are giving you more of what you want, and you've got the benefit now of it being 
on a portable system, which obviously we mm-hmm. didn't have before. Now, but I, yeah. I'm with you, Mark. I do, uh, Chazzy. I understand like the reservations you've got. Did they say anything about a, a beefier single player? Because I must admit, I know it sounds bizarre, but I actually really enjoyed the single player. In they the, they the were not. The they no, were I mean, not, I did as well. Yeah, they were not giving anything away. This was purely about, like you say, the multiplayer and like they had stations set up where they were you were all around a table, like in, with um tablet in front of you there was another one where it was like four screens in a row um just on the main big telly uh, i played it on the main big telly now if i'd have had it in the four players in a row i think i would have got more of the kind of experience they were going for of like i mean imagine like you're having an lgr meetup right and all you boys get together and you all bring your switches and then you're all playing splatoon together that would be amazing because you shout yeah. over the top of your tablets Absolutely. to each other and yeah, I think that's what they were going. That, that's the feel they were trying to evoke in people. Can you do? Can, can you do um, local co-op like or like a turf war? Uh, you know, like you were yeah. saying, you were doing it on a screen just yeah. with one switch. Uh, apparently, it'll do like uh, it does local Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Between switch units. No, no. Yeah. What I'm saying is like you know on the original Splatoon, we were saying it earlier that you couldn't actually. There wasn't any way of playing it in local multiplayer. Like you oh, you mean uh, split it like uh, one player playing on the TV and they're both playing on the on the yeah on the the, yeah, pan- the, the gamepad like either on the so, same no, side no, or against no. each other. So this one still doesn't do that. You can't have local multiplayer. You've only got you can only play online with strangers. Yeah, if you, again. If you, uh, no, 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 no. Again, no, no. Like, so, like we were saying, that if if like say a group of us got together, and we all had switches, and we all had Splatoon. It would do local Wi-Fi between the switches rather than connecting to the internet. Yes, I get that. But if we had yeah. one switch. And we snapped a Joy-Con off each, and we wanted no. to play uh, two-player. Yeah. Can we both be in the no, same like turf sp- Like split-screen. No, no, you really yeah. won't split-screen like that, no. Yeah. Okay, that's a shame. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, I mean, to be honest with you, I came... I played I played around. I came away from it, and I just thought, well, that's Splatoon. But I didn't feel like... It, it, it honestly just felt like they ported it over. And, and, and to be honest with you, to get to MK8 as well, Mario Kart 8... Yeah. That felt the same way. Felt like Mario Kart 8. Felt great. Looked amazing on the screen. Sounded brilliant. But again, there's it's, it's no a game new, of audio. There's no played. new tracks. Is that right again? But they're, they're not saying there's any new tracks. There's only no, new there's, battle arenas. There's, there's new, new. There yeah. appears to be new tracks. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen any footage of any because new tracks. There's like uh, new tracks, like themed after um, certain characters. Like there's like, like uh, apparently there's a, there's a Splatoon. No, that track. was track, but that was yeah. a battle arena, wasn't there's it? There's a Splatoon battle arena, but there's also apparently a Splatoon a track. track. Right. Well. Okay. Well, that makes that more appealing because all yeah. I want from another Mario Kart eight is more tracks. Again, it's it's this ether like they were saying with Splatoon is that like they're, they're going to put stuff into this they're going to add to it but again if you'd have told me this is this was a map pack for the Wii U version yeah as DLC for 7-8 quid then I'd be brilliant I'd be saying brilliant but for 50 quid I know mm. I know that's no. re- that's the thing it's really steep you- but I, I understand why they're doing it because presumably they feel those were very good like one's obviously a brand new IP that's become a massive phenomenon, uh, phenomenon and obviously Mario Kart is a, is a superb Mario Kart and, and there'll be some should I say lapsed Nintendo fans that obviously skipped the Wii U and so, they haven't played these games this was a situation that's, where um, that's exactly what Eurogamer said about it when they were uh, they did like an article about how like on paper the, the, the switch doesn't work, but like it does when you're in the ha- when it's in your hands or whatever. And they, 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 they the, the, the specific phrase they they used was like, um, it's yes, it's a 
it, it's a it's a, a port of a three-year-old game. Yes, a devastatingly good three-year-old <laughs> yeah. game, but yeah. a three-year-old yeah. game. Yeah, That's exactly, exactly. Like, what you've got to ask yourself is the the question is, if you you're sitting there with a the Wii U, why why would you if Splatoon's gonna be hidden behind a paywall paywall on a Switch? Yeah, with the online, you mean? Yeah. Why wouldn't you just go back to your Wii U and yeah. play it play it on that for free? You know, it's it's that's it. It's a, it's a really hard sell to to most people who have already played this game. It, it's just mm-hmm. it's just not it's not an easy yeah. sell. And either I understand. Game. Yeah, I understand why they're doing it from a, a, a business. They've or got they've got to bring it over because yeah. it's wildly yeah. successful. And know, also, and it bolsters their release schedule. That's it. Means it that, you know, it means that oh right, so you've got these games coming at launch. You've got these come games coming in March, but then you've also got like in April Mario Kart Eight. You know, otherwise that would be a hole in the release yeah. schedule. Yeah. And then people, uh, people are going to want after this. That, people are going to tune too. You know. Yeah, people are going to want this. People are going to want to play these games on their new system, and and this is the best way they have decided that they're going to do this. Now. You know, do you think then? It, let's go. Let's just jump to the future for a second. Hmm. Do you think in the life cycle of the Switch we're going to get another Mario Kart and another Splatoon, or is this going to be it? Undoubtedly, you'll get another Splatoon. Yeah, I, 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 I have no doubts on that. Um, Mario Kart. I wonder, from a design point of view, where they can go. Um, without because they've always added something and made it bigger and better and more expansive i I think mario kart 8 is more of a design headache and more beloved so i think they can take the experiment with splatoon 2 and iterate on it as it's a shooter mario kart 8 i think they don't want to denigrate the name and it's that thing of like i think that might you may see another one of those nearer the sort of mid to end of the life cycle that would be my prediction you know but then you probably could have said the same after playing Mario Kart 7 yeah on, it's the, only 3DS. on the 3DS yeah. Yeah. yeah because like there wasn't a huge amount of innovation moving from 7 to 8 it's just no but you were running from a they just handheld perfected it. but the thing is you were going from a handheld to a console and on the yeah, console yeah. you had more power you could make it look more spectacular blah 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 yeah, yeah there's yeah, a big yeah. leap you know and, and I'm I think they'll need to make another big leap MK9, but what that is, I think, is a big design headache. Mm. Okay, so, so let's move on to some of the newer stuff. Then, like the new IP is Arms, isn't it? So Arms again. Now, seeing that as an outsider, just watching the presentation in the live stream, again, smacked completely to me as proof of concept. Why is it not bundled with Switch One, Two, Three, or why is it not with extra Joy-Con? See, you know, a reduced see, price. I had a different view to it. I'd say I looked at that and thought, okay, they're, they're like following on from the success, the success of Splatoon. Um, yeah. By like, I can't remember who it was I said who uh, who who, d- who described it this, but they said it, it looks like Nintendo are borrowing very heavily from like um, Sega's early '90s playbook Absolutely. and just taking like making like wacky, wild, colourful, bonkers games. That is it. That um, is that is the the feeling we had when we played it. Again, I was. Um, speaking to this developer guy who was with us um and he was like we were sitting there and he was he was coming he was saying like yeah this really does feel like like splatoon but for fighting games yeah you know, no they, i can see that mentality clearly that's what nintendo's hopes are that and they, then that and, and, do that. and yeah like 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 he was saying he he made that same dreamcast comparison he said like look at the blue skies and, and the, the character design and the kind of like you say slightly cutesy wackiness 
it you know it just smacks of that sort of blue sky dreamcast era um i absolutely loved it i have to say um you are a fighting game enthusiast though aren't you is that right uh, I, I enjoy a fighting game but i'm awful at them <laughs> i'm That's absolutely right. in good company here <laughs> this for me felt like see see there was two camps with the group i was with half of the group basically just went oh well that's just just a rubbish fighting game like it's, it's just you just fling your arms out and nothing much happens and you punch the other guy and they fall over and die and and they they, they just kind of dismissed it out of hand whereas i and my friends and this dev guy were playing it and we were trying to play it slightly like tactically and trying to pick our punch rather than just like punch 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 punch, 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 punch and just you know windmill in um, we were trying to sort of pick our shots, and then when you do that, suddenly that game comes alive because you've got there's so much fidelity when you throw a punch. When you you don't just throw it straight forward and it comes straight back. You can throw it in curves, but you can not only throw it in curves, but you can throw it in S curves. So what you can do is you can throw out a straight punch with your left, but then with your right to make the guy faint. But then, you, with your right, you can throw a curved punch to sort of dodge round their shot, but then get them in the face, and this kind of stuff. And you suddenly get into, I've got, you know, I step to the left, th- throw a feint, but then throw another punch from a different perspective. You can throw punches that actually block their punches. Um, you, there's, there's so much more kind of strategy tactical to strategy it, yeah. to it than mm. just punch, 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 punch. Um, I, I, I found it really, really, really interesting. And like I say, I, I felt, to me, it was the fighting game that I might actually have a chance of being good at. As a, as yeah, a, as a non-fighting game. The thing, I don't know if it's the same with you, but with me, the thing that stands between me and being able to play fighting games other than uh, Smash Brothers is not being able to memorise and then pull off intricately yeah. like the complicated there is, there is nothing in this game yeah. that yeah. is a complicated move if you remember no, no. do you remember uh, on the 3ds they brought out street fighter street yeah. fighter oh yeah street fighter 4 the, yeah. the, the buttons and ultra the, street fighter 4 and they had the shortcut buttons yes absolutely loved right? it now imagine <laughs> imagine those buttons are now on your controller like you have a joy con in each hand to throw punches what i did find with throwing the punches was you can't do the wee thing of just flicking the wrist that doesn't no. work. You have to fully extend. Now, I mm. get a little bit kind of uh, self-conscious when I'm at events like this. I well, think anyone, anyone I don't, wish, I don't want to be flinging my arms around and looking <laughs> like a jerk, but... But you'd hold some balls, no pops. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's holding my hand out flat. That's fine. When I'm windmilling my arms around, like you just feel like an absolute idiot. So I started off the first game and I'm like trying to do the old wee sort of flick from the hip nothing's happening as soon as i'm swinging big haymakers and stuff like that suddenly like like the game came alive for me so there is that um so i can imagine this might be a hit with the sports mums then well yeah almost like an exercise workout there there was like people with us who were saying like i could see this becoming like a really weird underground (laughs) e-sport because you're in it because you're in it's you're low you know you're you're locked into arenas um so you've got that kind of boxing the ring kind of situation you can jump so you're not only 
having to dodge left and right, but you can actually come at uh, something aerially as well. How so do you do that? Is that just by lifting? Do you have to lift both? Work, no, there's um, a jump button. You just oh, push okay. and jump right. and you're up in the air. Now, you have certain characters that are like a bit like Pharaoh in Overwatch where they'll go up and they hang. So you can rain down punches from on high. So you can throw that into the mix. Like someone can throw a punch at you, you can jump up, throw a punch down on them. You know, it, 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 it's giving you loads of options. The best way I could describe it, I was, I was talking to a journalist and they were saying to me, like, what did you think of it? And I just said, I think it's the, one of the best implementations of a fighting game in a 3D space I've ever played. Yeah. Because yeah. most fighting games, that when they try to do something in 3D with a like joy, you know, proper joypad, um, it, it never the camera never feels right. The, you never feel like you're moving around the 3D space. With this, because you're using a Joy-Con in each hand and you're not using a stick, you're using the Joy-Cons. You know, you put, you tilt them left and tilt them right for your movement. It, it physically moves your body into positions to throw punches anyway when you're doing that. So you feel as though you feel as though you're moving around that space, and because you feel that way, the character that that's all tied into your character, and they move in a very similar way to you in the arena. So you never feel out of. You know, you never feel out of place. You never feel like you're fighting against the camera or you're fighting against the system. Right, okay. Y you've been a lot more positive, actually, on this game than I anticipated. And again, like you, you want to avoid, you know, talking to myself personally, I want to avoid like knee-jerk uh, mm. dismissals of it just on the little I've seen. And obviously, you're in a much better position to tell me what it plays like. So I'm more intrigued now. But my question is, is it... So if you imagine that really to get the most out of this title, you're going to need to have two additional Joy-Cons so you can play it in two-player. I don't is think you will. Is it £110 worth of fun? Because if you're no. adding the game value with the extra Joy-Cons, that's how much you're going to end up I, I would say this is... It all depends on the game they've got backing up those great mechanics that I've described. If it's just a ladder system like Street Fighter... Yeah. Um... I, I wouldn't even pay the 50 quid I think it needs more depth behind it and more and lots of game modes and interesting game modes to flesh it out if they've got I don't know arena battle they've got a fight your way through a tower like an MK if it's got yeah. On, an online like serious online modes if it's got this and if there's a and maybe like skill it, maybe even like a skill level where you're not fighting an opponent you're hitting certain targets absolutely to... if it's got something like that i would say i would not hesitate in paying the full price for this game if it's just um like you say a ladder mode and a time attack or something then no i, I think I think this. I think this is a great start of something that could really be big, but I I do wonder if they're going to back it up with the game to help these mechanics out. That's the only. That's my one reservation on it because I had so much fun playing it, and I don't think it is 120. I I, I think you will get the most out of it if you have two sets of Joy Cons. Yeah, because cause that's coming out as like what 60, 70 quid yeah. to get two extra joy cons at the minute. Although, Be again, because all these prices we don't know for sure. Lo yet. Local play is fun, it's always going to be fun. But I th I do think there's a game in here that a single, like you well, stood in your front room playing, um, is going to be fun. I just don't and online, know. And online, I guess, as well. Yeah. Obviously, you'd only need the two if you're playing it online against yeah. you. Know? 
your mates or whatever around But those. yeah, I came away from this. I mean, there was loads of stations. All like, This was the game that was the most, had the biggest presence on the show floor. And it's not coming and, at launch, is it? Well, it is, I guess. It's coming later in yeah, the Yeah, very, the very close month. to. But yeah. it's the one game that I walked away from. I thought, I'm definitely picking it up at some point. I just, you know, you know me, I'm always out for a bargain. So, <laughs> like, nothing wrong with that, and you're going to need to be with it. Exactly, with the lip, with the lip, and like, sort of just here. But, um, <laughs> I, I definitely thought to myself, right, if I could find that for sort of 35 quid, I'm, I'm on that because that's that I had a lot of fun with that. And as an in, as an in, like, not, not to pimp my own stuff, but as an honorable mention game for the, for the Switch, this would be perfect. It's that game that's doing some really interesting stuff, but like you say, it's maybe a little bit overpriced, and maybe mm-hmm. hasn't got the game to back it up. Does it have, or do we, do, do we know whether it's going to have any sort of robust online system? Is, is it playable online at all? I don't know. Um, I didn't ask the question, which I'm, I'm gutted about, but I did make the assumption that there would be. Mm. I, I because did. otherwise, yeah, it's just like a single-player mode, and then split screen two player if you've got a friend who's also got joy cons or if you spend 60 70 quid yeah. on another pair of joy cons which is quite a steep barrier yeah. of entry you know no it's a, it's a very steep barrier of entry um, mm. but then again you kind of i suppose they're hoping that you've got a friend who's also got a switch who's coming over and is bringing his switch with him which has the controllers i think mm. a lot of this is very dependent or a lot of their strategy is very dependent on you having friends who have also bought one yeah you know um yeah and that's the thing that's the, the thing i'm beginning to worry about already is like uh outside of like um i, I presume you've got one pre-ordered i have yes yeah so does you me lee and ali um but there's enough joy cons there else. at the LGR party, so we're laughing. The, yeah, the LGR party. Yeah, but I like, don't know anyone else like through the pod, through the podcast, your other podcasts, um, and like outside of the podcasting world, like my friends um, IRL, uh, who've pre-ordered a Switch no. or are even that interested but in getting I th- one. I, I genuinely think that not pre-ordering is the way to go. Yeah, yeah. Pers- this is the thing. Uh, like we've had, we've been having quite a few discussions about this on Twitter recently, and like, I'm happily, I've happily pre-ordered. I've actually pre-ordered two, just in case. <laughs> um, and plus, like, if I get both of them, I can sell the other one. Um, because we have a problem for a bit of a profit. Yeah, <laughs> uh, because we have a problem. Yeah, um, but I can't. I couldn't recommend one to some to anyone else. Right after playing it, I can totally recommend the hardware. I think right. this is a great piece of kit. But mm. I also said that about the Vita. Right? I absolutely yep. adore my Vita. It is, it's a great piece of kit. And it's of a kit, great yeah. bit of kit that has been badly, badly sort of uh, hamstrung by its its catalogue. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hope the Switch isn't that. But I can also see... I'm, I'm working under the assumption, and it's kind of a educated guess... That this is going to be very similar to the Wii U. This is going to have a great catalogue of 20, 30 games. And if you wait a year, 18 mm-hmm. months, you're going to have a good 7, 8 games mm. that you're going to have a lovely little library that you can go, right, I've got my Switch, now I've got the lovely little library Oh, and there's a couple of games coming up in the future. By the time I've got through these, 
I'm on to the next, and then you're off yeah. and running. I think Nintendo know that. I think that they... Because if, if you look at all hardware launches, they're all terrible... Recently, they've all been terrible like lineups, but then they've mm-hmm. slowly ramped up and slowly picked up pace. Yeah. I don't know if... They, I, this, this isn't going to do gangbusters numbers. It's just not. Because it's it's doing something so wildly different to the well to, like you've got the Scorpio coming out that's a hugely powerful machine apparently but it's mm. going to do some amazing things this but is I bet not, it's going to be really expensive as well right exactly this is not going to do that this is this is the other box when you're not when you don't fancy playing the Xbox here you have this great handheld yeah. with, with a great little title or two that you can play on and then when you get a bit bored of you know or you've taken it to work a couple of times and played it in the lunch hour you can come home slot it into your toaster and away you go you've got it up on the screen and I have to say what we didn't say when we were rounding up the hardware earlier I was blown away by how that looked on like those I think they were like 42 inch screens yeah Mm -hmm. I, I did not have a problem with the visuals on that screens at all though it, it looked stunning yeah because i mean obviously i don't know whether uh, what i was gonna say obviously because uh, you played zelda which we'll get onto in a moment yeah. i mean that's obviously what 1080p 60 frames that's, a second that's it, on, yeah. the, on the big screen yeah hello it's me again the lgr human resources robot although i am also now apparently in charge of the corrections department as well Despite what these idiots just said about Zelda running on the Switch, Nintendo have confirmed it will be running at 30 frames per second, not 60. I'm off to file an official complaint. To myself. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, and and when and that's when I the first game I played was Zelda. And it I was playing it, they they let me play it on the screen, and it looked incredible. But it's very stylized. The, the one thing I would say is everything there was stylized. Right? There was nothing that looked... There was no Skyrim. Nothing that looked no. slightly more... That's full now, isn't it? I think, because I think we assumed that would be launched, but I don't think right. it's coming out. But there was nothing there that looked really... Like, sort of, was going for that more realistic look. Yeah, because that's, that's not Nintendo's... You know, that's absolutely. always been the way, isn't it? They're obviously but, always highly stylized. You know, art, I, I, so. can't, I can't say... That that upscaling looked great because Zelda was or Splatoon or yeah. Arms was just mm. very stylized and was you know and that helps when you're upscaling Absolutely. stuff. But what I would say was there was no blurring. It looked incredible, and I, I genuinely for, I genuinely forgot that this was being played off of a tiny tablet onto my screen. Did you get I, to do the switch where you know you I take did. it out and it I, sort of I transfers did. onto the screen? Yep. Yeah, I just I just lifted the um I lifted the uh, controller like the the person with me took the controllers, slotted them in, and then I just leant over, picked it up out of the toaster, and the screen instantly went off, and there was a small delay, pop up it came on my screen, and away I went. It, and and it's, it's am I right thinking is like it asks you to do a button input? Is that right? Like yeah, it comes up with a screen saying hit a button, I guess, yeah. just to confirm you want to transfer it over. That's or right. On. Yeah. So yeah, did did that? Absolutely fine. It's absolutely now, fine. You're saying what I've picked up a couple of times is, did you ever get the chance to? You said you didn't get to slide the Joy-Con into the no. tablet or take them off yourself. 
No, I got to right. lift it. I got to lift it out of the dock. But I, didn't I, got it. To, I didn't get to slide the, yeah. the joy cons on. Right, is that because they're worried people are going to damage them? Or that's interesting. Yeah. Have they not perfected that? Why is it they're not letting punters do the sliding? Oh, I, like, I take them on they, and off? Uh, they have been letting journalists do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was and saying, I hope it's, it's not fiddly. Like, I hope it's got a, not a knack no, to it. You've got no, a, apparently, they slide in with a very satisfying click. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, that, it's that thing of, like, I was there, there was probably 200 people. Hundred people, mm. somewhere oh, in that region. I thought there'd be loads more than that. Oh, We've right, got so to remember it was very this, VIP event. This was then. this was a yeah. This was over a three day period. Yeah. So maybe it was more than that. But yeah, it, this is over a three day period. So I went on the Saturday. You had like sort of journalists and devs on the Friday, and then there was this whole Sunday session as well. Now you got. I, I don't know how well you know the Hammersmith Apollo because this is where it was, but yeah. the, the the lower section of stalls was filled with people. So however many people that takes, plus mm. all the equipment and, and all the stuff in there. But I, I would estimate around the kind of 200, 300 people mark. May, there's probably maybe more. So it was quite packed. Um, and yeah, I, I just think that if you've got that many people coming and going, coming and going, fiddling about not being able to get it on your the lines are get you know the lines yeah. are getting too so long it's just a case of keeping the experience smooth okay that's it. not not hiding like a sort of slightly no. awkward aspect of it no okay, i think it's good. more from a just let's get everyone through and you know get the punters rocking through the queues and stuff like they had to shut the, the queue for zelda down because I, I i got in as the first wave and they were basically saying to people right we've got 20 because it was a 15 minute demo so like we had i don't know 30 of us in the queue and then they just went right can you come back to everyone else can you come back in an hour and then then they were just putting people in on waves like that so they were literally shutting the queue down because it was that it was that important like uh that you know oversubscribed i suppose yeah now i know mark's been incredibly patient so i guess he <laughs> will want to obviously hear about zelda so i'll i'll, right. I'll patiently listen and let you, you know you two talk about this one <laughs> right yeah so so to preface this I am the most massive Zelda fanboy okay uh, Wind Waker I, uh, like Wind Waker is literally my all time game I, I love that game to death I think it's an incredible achievement this I think may be better now from what I've played I mean I've played 15 minutes right so I, I this is working on assumptions but I love the art style. The art style is very kind of halfway between Skyward Sword and Wind Waker. Yeah, like a, yeah, like Skyward Sword, Twilight Princess. That's it. Um, sort of slightly more realistic, Re if you realistic will. Realistic, cel shaded kind of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a. I was getting a massive Nino Cooney vibe from it. Oh as wow! Well. That kind of um, yeah, just just that that feel. The menus felt like it. Um, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's just just that kind of whole Ghibli type kind of feel from it, from the presentation mm -hmm. and the kind of animatics and the kind of yeah, in the trailer that they they showed, which was a you know even though I've not got the greatest interest in Zelda, that was an incredible that was a, such a well done trailer and the fact that it hinted at um, what would I assume is going to be a story that's got some level of gravitas to, and it really kind yeah. of came across in the voice acting and everything. So I can, I can yeah. actually see the voice those acting. To yeah, voice acting was yeah, voice acting was incredible. Like from what I could hear, because it was a very noisy venue, so you never really get a good feel for that. But for for what I could I could hear, 
yeah, I was I was chatting away to people, and yeah, it was it, yeah, you were getting this lovely voice accent. Just the whole feel of it felt incredible. They they did a really good job as well in that demo of hitting the beats as well. So when you start off, you start off in this kind of I don't know what sort of bath, I suppose. Oh and yeah, I saw of, that from E3. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. is that demo. Uh, and then you get to use a tablet that is suspiciously like the tablet you have in your hands. Um, and there's a there's a weird technological bent that I've not seen in Zelda games before. Because, yeah, there's going to be some kind of time travel aspect, isn't there? I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to keep as much, like, as <laughs> low-key on everything as I, I can. Um, but then you get this... You, so you're inside this sort of temple, and then you kind of... Cl- uh, it teaches you how to climb because you have a stamina bar so Mm. climbing takes stamina combat takes stamina so it's very soulsy sort of very light arcadey soulsy but it's very you have a stamina bar so you have to manage that um so you climb out you come out of this cave and then it does the fallout you know sort of coming out of the vault reveal of the vista Mm. and it's just stunning it's Mm. absolutely stunning and you kind of and then it's just right go wherever you like and it just is so overwhelming. You can, and it has that journey. You know, when you get to the start of journey and you're looking out over those sand dunes and you can see a broken temple over here and what looks like a puzzle over there and, you know, something like a, a ruin that's half submerged in sand and you don't know where to go and what to do, but you can go any direction and do whatever you like. Mm. It was that. And, and you did the uh, flying bit, do you? Like you can fly in this. I, do, I didn't do that. No. The mountain? Oh, okay. no, no, no. So I came out, I've, I walked down, um, I s- saw uh, a lake with uh, a sort of a rock formation in the middle of it with a sword sticking out of it. So I climbed down the side of this rock face, cliff face, which you weren't supposed to, which, you know, normally you'd walk all the way around, but me being me. Just because it's got a climbing mechanic, I want to test the climbing mechanic. So I climbed down this cliff face, jumped into the water, back up the other side onto this rock, pulled out a sword. It was a rusty sword. I managed to swim across the lake, came out into an area, fought some um, sort of moblins or whatever they're called, goblins. Um, and I was intrigued to see that it's got a stealth mechanic. Um, oh, wow. It's got a, it's got a an audio meter. Mm-hmm. So what what I could do was if I go into crouch, I can crouch up on people and slowly, slowly stalk up on them. And as long as my audio meter's down, they can't hear me. So I can sneak either by or up to these these um, enemies that I need to attack. So I've got a funny feeling they're going to work stealth mechanics into the game. Um, very a lot of this when I played it felt very Assassin's Creedy. I know. Yeah, because there's. I saw in a fridge that they you do like your own cooking of food, don't you, to like replenish your yeah. health bar and things. It's almost so. As you're right. There's probably going to be some aspect where you can use stealth as a method to, you know, steal food from. You know, I guess like there's more like a bit of the idea of being a bit of a hunter. Absolutely. To it, yeah. So what 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 I, the feeling I got from it was as though they just looked at every Ubisoft game from the last eight years and went, right, we need to do all of that. Hmm. So it's got. I had to climb up a tower, I put my tablet on it, that then grew the map, and I could see more of the map, right? Very Assassin's Creed, go to the tower, you you know, and then now you can see everything. Yeah. Um, it had a, 
like elements of sort of Far Cry 3, Far Cry 4 of like you say the hunting and uh, crafting and that kind of stuff I could take out every time I took out an enemy I can pick up their weapon and use it mm. which was really interesting like, like you say it's got the stealth mechanic it's, it's, there's lots of systems in this that I'm really intrigued to see where they go with it yeah, it sounded much more like a westernised RPG, yeah. like open world RPG. Oh, it? absolutely, absolutely. But then there was just so many little points on the map I was looking at thinking, I want to go there. Like, problem is I only had 15 minutes and it's like, I want to go over there. <laughs> There's a temple, I can see a temple on the, on the horizon. If I just book it and run, maybe I can get there. And yeah, there was just so many of these little bits where you're just going to have to, it feels like you're just going to have to go off and explore. And it feels, at, feels ginormous. I mean, they were telling me that the demo was 2%. Now, I got a long, long way. And if that's 2%, then, wow, that's going to be a, a large, large map. Um, but, yeah, well, yeah I mean... Because they're, the, they're still revealing stuff, aren't they? I mean, if you imagine all the content already... Because, ultimately, let's be honest, they're launching the Switch off the back of this Zelda game. Um, you know, we've, we've already seen hours and hours of stuff, but they keep saying, you know, we're going to have something new to show you, we're going to have something new to show you, so it's yeah. just vast. But they also have got that... Um, I was going to say, maybe we shouldn't be surprised because they've also got that monolith game that's going to obviously be absolutely ginormous as well. Yeah. The um, Xenoblade... They've called it Xenoblade Chronicles. 2, haven't they? Yeah, Xenoblade. Xenoblade Chronicles 2. But yeah. it's actually the third game, is that right? Because you had Xenoblade Chronicles, then you had Xenoblade, was it X or something, the second one? Oh, Xenoblade Chronicles Cross. Uh, yeah, but that's that's like a different story. Yes, oh, like okay. Side story. Yeah. 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 So that's off. coming, isn't it? I mean, I take it that I take it there was a lot of games that weren't kind of there or they were unplayable. Oh, yeah. Still... There, there was lots of stuff that wasn't there. There's, there's so stuff just I've the seen. trailers. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of stuff that I, I've seen in coverage from, say, the US and Japan that I didn't see at all. Yes, because um, they obviously they'd have been heavily slanted towards all the JRPGs that seem to yeah, be that's coming. It. Yeah, that's it. But um, the last thing I will say about um, the Zelda game is the combat feels exactly the same as Wind Waker. That's good. But like I say, but with a with a stamina mechanic, so mm-hmm. you're not just going to be able to go blindly running in. You are going to have to manage that. So um, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Like, like I said, I, I sat. It was the I ran across the show floor as soon as the doors open. I was like three from the front, got in the queue, first game, played Zelda, came away from that and just thought, that's it, I'm happy. <laughs> I, I just felt like, okay. And I did fit, I did come away and then I was on the train home like a long time after this and I was still thinking about it and still thinking about how they could use all these mechanics and how... Like, I love exploration and I've said this a few times recently, I, was, I love exploration but not only of environments but of story and I think this is going to hit that so well um, and if it's if it's done half as well as that demo is then I, I, I genuinely think I may have uh, a new favourite so uh, yeah very 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 excited but um, you can come back to me when it comes out and I'm crying because it's awful <laughs> <laughs> unless Mark's got other questions I was going to move on and maybe ask you to kind of tell us then what you will be picking up alongside Zelda in the first kind of month of the Switch's you know release in all honesty or later it, on actually you know what's your wish list then from what we know so far you know from you, what you we got know four so or five far, games in mind um, in all honesty from my point of view, I'm picking this up solely for Zelda. Yeah, and it, and keep you busy, as a, wouldn't it? Well, that's <laughs> the thing. For months. <laughs> for months. And what I think, what I think I'm going to do with this is, as I was saying to Mark earlier, 
I think I'm gonna have Zelda and then I'm gonna wait a little bit maybe pick up Splatoon because I love Splatoon and even though it's it's an expansion pack I still want to play Splatoon and I want to be able to take I want to be able to take that to work and just play it um, but also I think then I'm gonna try my best to hold off and wait that kind of ex- that 18 months or a year well surely you'll get Mario it, won't you I'll, I'll get Mario Odyssey yeah. at yeah. some point but again I don't know if I'll want to wait a little bit and then just have, have a have a library that's built up and yeah. then attack it uh, so I, think... I mean, so the what I wasn't say also is like because you've obviously like we were saying off air, really with the like Nintendo products and their kind of concept, it really is hard to judge from afar. Yet you can't really make your mind up until Absolutely. you've played it yourself. I mean, the only the only um, thing I do know is that um, I've seen like talk of there being Dragon Quest Ten and Dragon Quest Eleven. Yeah, coming. That's, that's right. And I, I, I am yeah. massively, massively into my Dragon Quest games, so I'm very uh, excited. Dragon Quest Eleven has been confirmed. Yeah. And ten so, has been confirmed as well, and I think they're oh, really? remaking the. Um, they're bringing over the ones that are almost like what this new Fire Emblem Warriors game is going to be. You know, like the Dynasty Warriors template. Oh yeah, the Muso yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So they're bringing them and, as um, well. I think. Square's sort of like low budget JRPG. I am Setsuna. Um, oh, okay. That's coming over as well. Yeah. So. Um, and Stardew Valley's coming over as well. See if this if this bot if the Switch just ends up being a really good portable JRPG machine that's I'll the Vita a, <laughs> I, I, will be a, I will be a happy man because I, I don't like as you've alluded to earlier I've got a, a six month old son I'm not going to have time to play games but I may have time in a lunch hour yeah, I may have time yeah. on the go I may have time when I'm sort of coming to meet you guys at a you know, a meet up yeah. or whatever. That's the appeal, um, isn't it? That's what I'm, I was trying to say. I'm going to be able to the sneak games the in. Hardware. Yeah, exactly. That's it. I'm going to be able to sneak games in with this. And I wonder if, like, I, uh, like I've said to you before, I think that Nintendo have got to hit too many markets, too many different types of gamer, and I, you're not going to please everyone. And I think you're going to hear the most vocal are going to you know, be the kind of more hardcore, which this doesn't really hit their sort of demographic. But people like me who are trying to sneak in a bit of time wouldn't mind having something on the go, you know, that they can take take around with them. This looks incredible for me. Yeah, I think it is the perfect lapse gamer device, isn't it? Because it's it's empowering you to sneak games, and like you say, especially if you're going to be trying to play these long ones and you, you don't have five hours at a time to play yeah. for sessions at least you can still chip away at it over a longer yeah. period of time i mean i'm worried about one single game i'm worried about the battery life but by the same token i play my ds plugged in like my 3ds it, i play it plugged in into the wall so this is just a very very good quality like ds and this is what i came away from the event like i was chatting away i ended up doing a bit of a chat with um, some podcasters and devs and and uh, like sort of uh, journalists and stuff um, we all basically end up coming to the conclusion that, yeah, we see this as more as a really good handheld that happens to attach to your telly and look great on there as well, rather than being something to rival the Xbox and the PlayStation 4. But even if you treat it as a home console, it doesn't have to. I mean, the, the uh, my Wii U what doesn't rival the power of my PS4 no. Pro, but 
the games on the Wii U are probably more enjoyable on the whole. Yeah. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? Like, it's the two different hats you have to wear. As consumers, you're right, we would still be satisfied with um, the kind of destiny of the Switch that you've kind of already described. Mm. But obviously, Nintendo are trying to outperform the Wii U. They are trying to make a better inroad into a wider audience, the hardcore and the kind of, you know, the, the original Wii market, which is maybe their undoing. Going to. Yeah. Like, they're never going to, like, uh, they're never going to recapture that lightning in the bottle that was the Wii, uh, and they're never going to crack the home, like, the big home console market because Microsoft and Sony have that wrapped up. I still also Um, think that that the 3DS is not going away. No, because they've already said that they're going to, I mean, A, they've already said they're going to support it, but I know saying one thing and then doing another, um, you know, is to be proven. But the fact remains that we already know there's been a games announced to see the 3DS support in 2017. And they wouldn't kill it, would they? They can't kill the Wii U, which they've done, and their handheld, like, in one swoop. It just doesn't make any business sense. See, the thing is, is is part of me was hoping that the Switch was going to be the final consolidation, that they were going to go, right, okay, we're doing both in one console. I think it will be eventually. Yeah, and and that's where well, that's I their think own. It, if it ta- if it's a success, yeah. I genuinely think it will eventually evolve into that. But I think because I was hoping that the Switch was going to come along, because I really desperately want to upgrade my 3DS to a new 3DS so I can play like all the kind of Xenoblades, you know, Xenoblades, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I was hoping there'd be a bit of a price drop on the on the like, 3DSs as a bit of a fire sale. I don't think that's going to happen now, and I'm a bit gutted about it, but also. I'm quite happy because I've got a funny feeling that they're going to try and run these concurrently for a while and yeah. see, I think and see at how least it pans out. Two years, I think, at least. Yeah, yeah, I may, yeah, two, three, I reckon. I reckon you've got a good three years, like sort of tailing off to the end of the second to the third. And then, yeah, and then I think after that third year, I think they will consolidate everything into... I'm hoping they'll consolidate everything into the Switch. Yeah, if only it go, if, if it, it goes yeah. well. Only if, if it it's a success. Well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The third party situation is something that's it's always um, going to be nebulous kind of up in the air. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, EA are going to make a FIFA. It's not going to be the same FIFA that's on Xbox One and PS4 right. because it won't work. That that will not run on on the Switch. So it's whether they make a specific version for the Switch when or they port the, the last generation yeah, version. When we did the Wii, like when I did the Wii U launch. Mm. They had all these, like, we've got this publisher, and we've got that publisher, and we've got the other publisher. Mm -hmm. As soon as those numbers came in, that they were not selling. Yeah. They just just abandoned abandoned shit. Ubisoft stuck around the longest, but still no more than about a year or so. Exactly. And at the moment, we've only, I've only sort of seen, isn't, aren't they doing like a deluxe version of Rayman Legends? Everyone's going to dip their toe in the water, and everyone's going to pull out. It's, this is going to be the Wii U again. Well, I mean, Rayman Legends is different because that, that started off as a Wii U exclusive and then yeah. got ported to the other consoles. But like, yeah, and will that um, happen again? Watch like, so you know, um, Bomberman R, which a game actually yeah. that looks quite interesting to me. That's an exclusive at launch. Will that end up going on to you know multi-platform and some of the other games like Beyond Good and Evil Two, which they haven't said anything about yet. It's meant to be an exclusive on the Switch for at They're least really... a year, isn't it? The really weird. Well, nobody knows what the hell's going on with uh, Beyond God and Evil. Yeah. Uh, Michel Ansel yeah. is technically still working on that's that still game Wilds for PS4. <laughs> yeah, that's that's vaporware. Like both the games that Michel Ansel is currently working on at the moment are technically vaporware because we've got no idea what's that, going on. That with is them. also their um, their last hail mary to basically fend off from people buying. Uh, is it? 
Vivendi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Vivendi are trying to buy them out and do a hostile takeover. Mm. So Beyond Good and Evil is their basically last throw of the dice. So they're they're building Mm. up the information on that so that people get interested in it that if they do need to pull the switch and release that game, they can do and make their money and sort of fend off this hostile takeover. So that's actually more a bit of a political situation. Yeah. But, but I just wonder um, whether they're going to be around long enough to bother to use the rumble features and the and the you know these motion controls or you know or just sustain support generally like you're saying because FIFA's a half effort as always. Yeah. FIFA will be a half effort. Uh, EA won't put sc- the effort in on anything. No, they won't. Uh, there's no there's no chance of that. Bethesda, um, I can't remember who it was. It was Todd. What's his face? The Hollander is it? Or, no, that's an actor. No, Tom Hollander. <laughs> no, um, Hollander. Like, one of the, the no, no, no. I can't remember the, the guy's name. He's one of the top guys of Bethesda, and he said that when he sat down and had a demo, uh, hands-on demo with the Switch, but before the announcement, he said it was like one of the most impressive pieces of hardware he'd ever it used. Is. But that's just words, and it's like, yeah, they're bringing out uh, a port of Skyrim, a 2011 game. Um, are they going to make anything new for it? Ubisoft, uh, I mean, they've got a new Assassin's Creed out this year. Are they going to make a version of that that runs on the Switch? Uh, uh, I mean, on the Wii U, you had like Watch Dogs, um, one of the at least one of the Assassin's Creed. Um, the director's cut version of Deus Ex uh, Human Revolution came yeah. out on it. Uh, Batman Arkham City. Um, yeah. 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 Like, Armored Edition. But then, yeah, but then no, those were all very like, quite early on. I mean, Deus Ex was a 2011 game that I think got ported over in 2012 onto the, the Wii U. If you notice, but all then, the games that are coming over... Then it just stopped. Yeah, all the games that are coming over are all games that are a couple of years old and they want to try and <clears throat> give it a bit more longevity. Mm-hmm. And, and what they seem to be is games that are easy to port but also not too labor like hardware intensive. They're not going to kill yeah. the machine. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's, it's one thing, like, like I was saying to you earlier... That is an incredible piece of kit. What is what is in that tablet? God knows. Like that Tegra chip and whatever the graphics card. Just to be able to output that at 1080p by just plugging in to the wall and getting extra power. I don't know what it's doing, but it looks incredible. It's not, uh, apparently it's not even getting extra power. It just overclocks the yeah, chip overclocks the in chip. docked mode That's and uh, the, the dock is cool again. Yeah. And ju- just to be able to run those games on a 42-inch screen at 1080p... I just thought that's incredible to come from that tiny piece of kit. You won't believe that that little tablet is doing all that work. It really is an amazing piece of hardware. How you get the most out of it is going to be really difficult because you're it's a downgrade. You're you're the Wii U is running at 1080p mm. native. This is uh, running at 720. Not, not always. Yeah. Well, in in the most part yeah, yeah, some games run at 1080, quite a lot run at 720 yeah. on the Wii U. So, so this is this is just basically the Wii U scaled down into a, a nicer box. And yeah. um, I mean, I think about yeah. the third parties. In a way, I I do think it can succeed to a degree, even if sadly the the foretold like drop off is there. If they can kind of maintain obviously the Japanese third parties like we were saying with the RPGs coming over but also once we get to that stage where the 3DS developers um, whether they be first party second party or third party are releasing games that they would have released the 3DS on it the needs Switch an, 
it so it needs like level five. Where's level five? You know, I'm amazed that they Dragon haven't got Quest. a game there. Um, yeah. It's level five Dragon Quest. Oh, they're, yeah, they're yeah. a little bit busy with uh, that and Nino Kuni Nino 2. Kuni 2. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. I'm just surprised that you know there isn't a Layton straight onto the Switch. I know there's a new one coming to the for the Lady Layton to the 3DS. Yeah. What we're going to see with um, Phoenix Wright? I mean, I know they're not system sellers, but they will definitely bolster the release mm. window for Nintendo fans that Platinum are used to you playing will, those games. Uh, Platinum will bring something out on it as well. I would be amazed if, if that new Nier game isn't ported in some way or shape or form. Possibly, yeah. Uh, or maybe another Bayonetta. Yeah. Um, I can't see that. I th- I th- what, I know you can't see another Bayonetta? No. Oh, okay. Because I tell you why. Because they've they've done Sega, they've done Nintendo. They've got mm. nowhere else to go to hang their little kind of hooks in. Yeah. I, th- I think that they will come up with another franchise that basically uses all of that stuff. Mm. And uh, what that is, I don't know. But at the moment, Platinum are in a pretty bad shape because they've got they've overstretched themselves and mm. they've just had to cancel Scalebound. Yeah. So and, I uh, think they're going to be I mean, licking their wounds. Looking at the last bit. few games, it's like Transformers was uh, apparently incredible. you know pretty I, good. Yeah, but I, 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 I love yeah. That game. Um, Wonderful 101 supposed to be quite good, but not amazing. Um, the Turtles Ninja game Turtles was, was awful. awful. It's the um, only game I've returned on Steam. Hmm. Wow. Um, Near Automata, I played the demo of, and that's that seems pretty fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like every every time E3 comes around, it's like they've announced five new games that they're working on. That's it. And if the, the, I I think they've got to go away. I think they know they have to go away, take stock. Uh, and come up with something, and I don't think that's a bayonet game. I think that's a no. something new. But they'll make the. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll definitely make something for the Switch. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess to 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 wrap this up, or to begin to wrap this up, we've had some um, some community comments uh, from from listeners and friends of the show about the Switch. Um, and also, but before actually before we move on to that, I just wanted to talk a little bit because we didn't really talk about it much in the last episode. It's like the general perception of the Switch since it came out or since the announcement. Um, it was initially very hostile. Well, the teaser uh, went over very well, didn't it? Like the actual the teaser, teaser went over very well. In but I mean, like well. over the course of that day. Yeah, the, like the the, 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 the original conference. Japanese stream press yeah. conference, which was badly managed. Um, yeah, it, the, the the reaction was quite hostile. It it warmed, you know, thought a little bit throughout the day, but on reflection, um, the internet as a whole and the gaming's press, uh, uh, the gaming press as a whole, is not that impressed. It seems like they're impressed with the hardware. Uh, those have got hands on with it, but. Nintendo's messaging, uh, the price of the system, the price of the games, like £60 for Zelda, £50 yeah. for... At the cost of the accessories, um, that's almost and, even and the, more... And the cost of the accessories, the, 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 the like really archaic online service system that they're bringing in, where you're going to have to pay f- to be able to play online, which has never been a consideration with Nintendo, but oh, they'll let you rent a NES or SNES game a month for a month. Um, I'm hoping and if we're going to get chat, more... You'll have to yeah, I'm rent, hoping all that will be fleshed out. You know, I know what you're saying, yeah. and they're, they're not like, points that can be disputed. Like, I just hope that yeah. in time, when we get nearer to launch, or even when that starts, the system starts to be brought in, mm. um, 
there can be some kind of changes. I, I do understand the frustration because I do think there has been a change in the messaging. I think the teaser suggested it was going to be aimed at one market and then yeah. they've brought back the kind of Wii mentality in the, the Japanese press conference. And like, we all expected more games, I think. But, you know, the games, um, games commentators that I have a lot of time for their opinions, people like John Denton and uh, Jim Sterling and people like that, are basically, they've all come up with the same sort of general message that they've Nintendo have created this incredible piece of hardware and then they've completely fucked the messaging it's, Again. it's not just it's not just that the feeling that the the people I was with at that event that I was talking to sort of came away with was that this feels as though it's a pit it's Nintendo have pivoted to create this piece of hardware um, but they've pivoted so quickly that they weren't able to catch up on a, on a development side and and that they're trying to rush a message that they could have had a better message if they'd have you know had a bit more time and had structured it a bit more hmm. um and i think this is what this is like no one know, really knows what the price of anything is at the moment because the markets are trying to kind of even out the like you say you're having to buy charging grips because you're not getting them in the package and yeah. it's, it's all to do with keeping prices down and it, it, it's you've seen it recently with um, like the NES Classic right they're a very 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 conservative com- company that are trying to manage their cash flow okay and um, mm-hmm. with that those those shortages on the NES Classic were not because they were trying to build up demand or anything like that it was simply because they genuinely thought that that wasn't going to sell as many units as that as they as it actually turned out they could have sold they still haven't managed to get any more of them out there that's it because this they because they're after christmas they're now thinking conservatively again and thinking mm-hmm. well we don't want stock on the shelves we don't want to get into a situation like we were with the um, what was that tablet the we we draw yeah okay that company went under because they manufactured so many of those tablets that it basically took the company company down with them. Mm. Nintendo don't want to be in that situation because then, like that's really seriously eating into their cash reserves, mm. and it's that kind of situation again with the Switch. They're making something, they've got a cool bit of kit, but they're backing it up just enough. They're just doing enough to kind of satisfy demand. And then as it ramps up and as it slowly picks up, they'll do more and more and more. And hopefully this this really does need a good year two, year three. Hmm. And that is when you will see if Nintendo has got the gumption to really back their horse or not. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think the games will come. So like the, the, I know that's the main stick that's being beaten with. And I'm willing to support them and pick it up day one and, and, and wait for that. Um, but I can understand people's kind of dismay, I guess. But I, I do have faith that the games will come. It's just that it's, um, mm-hmm. you've got to be... I, I'm not sure it's going to do what Mark was, Chazzy was saying earlier. I don't think it's going to tick every box for every type of gamer. But the no. Nintendo first-party games will come, and they will yeah, be worth will, owning the system for. They will come eventually, yeah. Well, not eventually. Um, I think it'll be... You know, you're, you're, you've got, like we were saying the other day, you've got Zelda and Mario in the first sort of seven months of the console being on market. Yeah, but that's that's what I mean. That, that's what I mean by they will come eventually. It's like in the first... in 20, For the Nintendo Switch in 2017, the in terms of big tentpole releases, we know there is Zelda and there is Mario Odyssey, and that's it. Well, 
for others, they'd argue there's also that Xenoblade game. There's going to be games that haven't been announced yet, and then there will be um, like is, the hidden is Xenoblade, successes. Have they confirmed that Xenoblade is this year? Yeah, it's holidays with the same month. Right, as, okay. It's holiday with Mario, mm. but I know what you mean. It could get pushed, but yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's things that are coming that we don't know about yet. And then again, that might be the press saying, well, why on earth did Nintendo not say that at launch? Mm. But that's the sort of thing that happens, isn't it? No. But it's something like you'd expect. To, like I expected them to, to when they, they announced it, say we've got a new we've got the new Zelda. You already know about that. We've got a new Mario. We've got a new Metroid. Yeah. Um, we've got a new like uh, uh, announcing some. Um, it's probably a little bit too soon for for uh, Fire Emblem because it's not been that long since they finished developing the one uh, the three yeah, games they the brought out years. last year yeah. on the 3DS. Yeah. Um, same with Pokemon because Pokemon Sun and Moon's only just come out, but some of that. I mean, Animal Crossing. It's been a while since there was a like an Animal Crossing game, and I would have expected them to to, to announce, "Hey, we're bringing Animal Crossing to the Switch." I think they will definitely, obviously, reiterate upon known IPs, uh, and I think mm-hmm. they will. There will be a Metroid, but I actually also think there'll be a new. Like, there, it won't just be like Arms and Switch. No. There will be other new IP. But it's, you're right. You're just gonna have to have faith to wait. The length of time, mm. and I understand that actually. When we get onto the listeners' comments, there is a good one of people saying, But I've been through this with Nintendo already, and that's why I'm not pulling the trigger. They're exactly. not saying they're not going to buy the Switch, they're saying they are not willing the thing is, is, to buy you know it what? in its first year. Do you know what the thing is? Is I completely agree with them, yeah, even yeah, though I've yeah, pre ordered it, even though I've pre ordered yeah. it and everything. If you look at if you look at the Wii U, if you buy a Wii U today, oh, yeah, you're laughing. At, look, at, yeah. look at the look at the back catalogue, it, it's got a library. Mm-hmm. This will be the same, but it's that thing of I, I'm going into this knowing that it. I'm not expecting it to be a PlayStation Three or an Xbox Three, uh, Xbox One. I'm not expecting it to be a big wow, amazing. I'm expecting this to be my quirky, weird box that I play cool, interesting games on. It's an offshoot for me. And I think some people are expecting it to be Nintendo and expecting it to be this all-encompassing, amazing, all-singing-all-dancing piece of kit because it's new and it's a new console launch in 2017. Mm. I I just think it it comes down to a a question of perspective. Are you someone who wants an all-singing-all-dancing machine? If you are, this is not for you. And it won't no, be for no, a while. it's it's not that. It's 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 like despite having pre-ordered it and despite being really really excited for it, I still have reservations about it. And it's not because uh, I expect the console to be something. It's not. It's it's not. If I want to play bleeding edge 4K games, and I've got my PS4 Pro, yeah. um, you know, if I, I I'm getting a Switch because I want to play those first-party Nintendo games, the games that only Nintendo can make exactly. with that quality that only Nintendo turns out. But I could recommend this to look a guy in, at work. No, no, I couldn't either. And like, I'd, I'd be hard pushed to even recommend it to someone who describes himself as, as a Nintendo aficionado as well. Because I mean, I, I'm looking forward to like, I'm looking at it like I was looking down the list of games that we know are coming out, and it's got okay, fine. I'm getting Zelda day one with my Switch. Great. Yeah. Then a month later, I will probably buy. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe because I love Mario Kart, but that's not really a new game. Yeah, but I'll and then in the I'll summer I'll get I'll get Splatoon 2 because I love Splatoon. But yeah. again, like you're saying, it's not really a new game, although uh, it's debatable as it's whether it's a proper sequel or not. Yeah. 
Um, and then it's a long wait till it's a long wait till Mario. Mario. Exactly. And and that's the, that's the problem with it. That that is the massive massive problem with it. That is this mm. massive gaps now. Yeah, it's all well and good having a system on that you want to play those Nintendo games on. But if there aren't the Nintendo games there to play, it's absolutely. like and and you've got to hope that the third parties fill those gaps. And yeah, that yeah. that is debatable. That is the massive debatable point, and it's it's the you, you're not, either you're not that or there is like a solid stream of um uh, in, uh, it's one actually one i forgot rhyme um yeah a game that was looks, like a lovely, ps4 exclusive for ages and is now being cross now gone cross-platform and it's coming to to, to uh, switch i will get that on the switch yeah. um and stardew valley i've already got it on ps4 but i will buy that again when it comes on the switch if like if there's a steady stream of like goods like uh smaller like double a and, yeah, and there indie is, games what's coming that other to it one with the young boy running around with his dog and it's like in a oh that french world. game um i can't remember what it's called i, but I know call the one it you story mean. of seasons but i'm sure it isn't that <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that. I know the one you mean, though. That that looks lovely as well. Like, yeah, like if as long as there's a steady stream of indie games to keep you going, then that's great. Um, yeah. I'd like there to be more indie support than there has been in the past. Um, well, no, they, like quality they, indie games. You're right, but I would say in uh, Nintendo's defence, they definitely had started to kind of almost brand that kind of indie yeah. um, relationship I mean, they, they were they, having with you know, people like Yacht Club Games and the guys that did um, yeah. Rumbo and everything. Yeah, and like um, Shovel Knight started out as a Wii U game. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's uh, your club games, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but like, I, I just wish, I hope they go after them as aggressively as Sony and Microsoft have been. Like, well, they've who, who's the um, you know the other game that actually looked really appealing? The um, Snipper Clips. That that's Nintendo with Snipper an indie. Clips. That's a yeah, partnership that was, game, um, isn't it? That was a yeah. Lot that of fun game's actually been. It. Yeah. That that game had apparently been at Eurogamer in uh, pre in, in the previous year, um, just as the indie title and Nintendo sort of like took them under their wing. Yeah, that's what I want to um, see more of that because yeah, I must admit that's more, more appealing that, yeah. to me than Arms and One Two Switch. Do you remember me saying about um, there was crowds forming for the gunslinging game? Mm-hmm. Um, that happened with Snipper Clips. Yeah. yeah, where people were cheering other people on because they were trying to like you know sort of balance a pencil and lift it to somewhere, and they were cutting bits out of each other so they can hold it, and there was this kind of like, oh, they're going to hold on to it, are they not? And it, <laughs> it did genuinely draw a crowd. Yeah, um, I can. That's a game I can definitely see. I'll play from start to finish with my wife. Yeah. You know that that's kind of. I'm hoping there's going to be a few more of those little kind of mm. hidden experiences gems. that yeah. are going to be yeah exactly that are going to be gems and that they're always kind of but have been in the past that's the point i was like trying to drive out it's like there really really has to be because like we're saying after zelda uh Kart 8 splatoon there is a very long gap until um you get mario odyssey and xenoblade chronicles yeah. 2 so uh yeah getting onto the community feedback first of all the fine gentlemen over at codec moments uh, let me just say, gotta say, it's a bit of a poor showing for games compared to nearly every other console launch ever. Um, uh, debatable. PS4 and Xbox One didn't exactly launch with a There's stellar a lineup of I'll games. I'll be honest, if you go back through and you what look at What did the Wii U launch, launch with? Now that we're thinking, because I'm just saying that's obviously uh, a good direct was, comparison you can right, make. Here we go. Nintendo Land? Ma- oh yeah, of course. Nintendo yeah. Land, yeah. Mass Effect, uh, Batman, um... Mm. There was a Ninja Gaiden game, I'm going to say. 
There was, yeah. Sequels, um, yeah, okay. yeah, there was uh, Wii Party. That wasn't at launch. Oh, I swear it. Yeah, something like that. So right, I'm, I'm, I'm literally going through the roller decks of all the stuff I had to work on. So um, I'm trying, <laughs> to, I'm trying to desperately to all, remember. All I'm trying to, the point I'm trying to make is, although, yes, I've one tick in its favour, it had a packed-in game like that demonstrated the kit in Nintendo Land, so that's winning already. But I don't... I, I might be wrong, but I don't remember it actually having... You know, like, it didn't have, like, a Zelda and... You know, I, I don't think no. it's necessarily as much inferior to the Switch launch, but no. I might be wrong. No, like the PS4 launched with its big first-party title being Knack, yeah. which is not great, and Xbox One had Rise, which is not great. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It may, may be a little bit, a little, being a little bit harsh, uh, yeah. but, but Karen, they say um, it's almost as if they're launching too early feel sorry for those buying and having to go over a month for a new game. It didn't help the Wii U, yet the other Ninty consoles have never lacked for content. I just hope your pre-orders pay off. Any of you guys getting a little nervous with further news releases since recording? Well, uh, well obviously half the team have dropped off and they're not getting one yeah. anymore. <laughs> so, what I would yeah. say yeah. is, um, in that saying, like, you feel sorry for people buying it and having to wait a month. Like... I'll be honest. Like I think a lot of people are pre-ordering it, are going in knowing what they're in for. Like they know they're going to be playing Zelda, and Zelda could take you a month, month and a half anyway, or like, ten years if you and me. But <laughs> yeah, so it, it, I think a lot of people are going into this thinking that's fine. If I haven't got a month to till another game, that's brilliant because I'm just going to be sitting here playing Zelda anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, like it's coming out for, for me. Uh, it comes out in the beginning of March and then slightly later on the March is like uh, one of the big games that I'm anticipating on uh, PS4 comes out and then another one comes out in April so um, it does between depend. the two I'm going to be It does really depend happy. if you're the type of tapas gamer who just picks a game up, plays mm. it for I don't know, two weeks, drops it and then picks up the next big big thing. If you're that, that type of gamer, yeah I completely agree with you, don't pick this up If you're the type mm. of gamer that just has one game, wants to sit down and rinse it I don't see the problem and or no, like we're saying, saying some people will have like the multiple consoles, so the lack of the games they're not going to feel as harshly. Um, yeah. I mean, no, I know it's too. Like, I know it's too. I don't have all the other current gen no. consoles, and I'm not buying Zelda. So I suppose in a way, if out of anyone, I should be like the one that's most worried. That's, but that's not I'm the be, most relaxed. That's yeah, not to be all right, mate. You're getting uh, you're getting just Dance 2017, so it's all right. <laughs> mate. But it's not to be an apologist about it. It's just that I think we're so. People get so caught up in this kind of voracious. I must have the next thing. I must have the next thing. I must have the next thing. Mm. Where's the content? Where's the? I've played this game. Where's the next one? And it's kind of like, I don't know. I, I, I'm get as I'm getting older. I'm, I'm getting to that stage where I, I, I don't feel like I, sh- I have to buy every game and have to get involved with every launch and I have to. No, no, I, I, I didn't mean it like that. I meant simply by the fact that it's like, um, when I have played Zelda. I will have other games on another system to keep me going yeah. until the next game comes out on the Switch. That's it. And I think that's where it you should position it in your mind. And if you mm. position it that way, I think you're gonna get a lot of you're gonna get a lot out of it. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I'll play it and take my time with those experiences and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm. Um, of course I'll do want there to be other announcements and I I, I think there will. I think that we haven't heard everything that's gonna mm. you know be coming out this year. Okay, so uh, moving on, uh, my good friend Andy Palmer at Remalaptar on Twitter says, I'm out, too much to play, not enough time to play it, and the portability doesn't interest me anyway. Um, 
Yeah, and uh, Andy is uh, he's someone I, I play online with a fair bit. He's a, a, a friend outside of the internet as well. Um, and um, yeah, he doesn't get to play much and and uh, until like usually quite late in the evenings when his wife goes to bed and he can sneak downstairs and play a few hours of, of something. Um, We've all been there. And yeah. for some on there now, like, don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, Lee, I know you're looking at it as, like, a, a, le- a belated Christmas present. Um, yes, yes. So I was never, never cancelling the pre-order, even if it no, came but, out with nothing. Um, <laughs> but for someone like Andy, who I reckon... I, I probably class Andy as, as a lapsed gamer because he doesn't get to play that much. Um, can you justify spending £279 on a luxury console if you don't have that much time can to play. anyone i mean that's that's kind of a, a redundant argument to a point isn't it it's it's that it's that thing of like if you've got the money and mm-hmm. you are looking for a console that is going to as a lapsed game well no gonna... I, I mean I, I don't mean uh can you afford it as in like can you have you actually got the money for it i mean yeah. can you justify spending 280 pounds on something that you're that's not going to get that much time to use that's the thing and it all comes down to how much faith you have in nintendo that the entire yeah. i think any of these can be summed up with do you have the faith in Nintendo that they're going to see you right over five years? Yeah, are they going yeah. to give you the fun experiences that you're going to enjoy? That if you had to put a, a monetary value on, is worth yeah. the 280, then obviously plus the cost of the games. And mine is obviously an emphatic mm. yes because if we use this big disaster, it's been one of the. It's alongside the Wii. The Wii U is exactly what has brought me back into gaming. Yeah. Yes, I don't play yeah. a lot, but I was in danger of never playing at all. You know, it's been mm. Nintendo that's it. That, has, uh, that has allowed me to still have this hobby and share it with my family, you know, and that's yeah. why I'm such a big advocate of theirs. I, I have different expectations, I think, to the kind of sort of general gamer, I guess. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'm in a similar situation to you. Not so much the bringing me back into gaming, but it brought me back into that loving Nintendo. As well, yeah, but... because, like, uh, I hadn't I, I, I didn't get a Wii U I, I wasn't that interested in getting a Wii U and I hate you hear all these stories about oh it's not selling very well it doesn't have any games and then when we started doing this podcast and and, and Lee it's mainly you I had like you know, <laughs> I'm just taking about, the blame no no not the blame it's, it's like but you're talking about how much fun you're having with various Wii U games and then when I saw it cheap on uh, Black Friday in 2015 and finally caved and bought one and now if my flat was burning down and I could only grab one console to take out with me, it would be my Wii U. Yeah, I mean, my secret plan, obviously, to stealthily get a Wii U into all of my co-host household is obviously going quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has been going well. I mean, who's left who hasn't got one now? I think it's I think only it's Ali, but he's obviously getting Ali a Switch. and... Uh, did Andy get one? Oh, but Andy's never going to get yeah, one, is he? No. <laughs> he buys the games, but he doesn't have a 3DS or a Wii U. Yeah, but you've bullied you've bullied four of us into getting one. So, <laughs> so there's time for the switch before pre for launch. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and another uh, comment that we got was from our good friend uh, Welsh Benno on Twitter, which is you know we uh, familiarly refer to him as H Howard, and he's put um, the old adage "never believe what you read" hits us right in the face after today's announcement. Too expensive. Same, uh, shame though, as 175 to 200 pounds would have been a no-brainer. Sadly, no day one purchase for me. I got stung with the Wii U. I bought that during the first month of release, and I do love it. But I wish I'd waited. So that kind of reinforces, yeah. you know, yeah. a, a, a what, position we yeah. understand and can kind of relate to. Yeah, what, it's we, exactly what you were saying earlier, Chazzy, about like 
Yeah. Um, pick it up in like a, in eighteen even, months. Even even yeah, eighteen months or so, and there'll be like a solid catalogue of games, and it'll probably would have dropped in price by then. One thing I would say about the price is mm. I I feel as though that is the absolute two eighty is the absolute upper limit that they can get away with. And yeah. I think well, it's they... because um, Nintendo flat out refused to sell any hardware below cost. Right, exactly. And I saw all over Twitter, these everyone was coming out with the same phrase. Oh, really disappointed with the games. Really disappointed with the, you know, price. Blah blah blah. Still gonna pay, still got my pre-order though. Mm. And it was it was the same story again and again and again. It was just a Twitter feed of the, that same lament all the way through. And mm-hmm. I thought, do you know what? Actually, Nintendo have got that absolutely bang on because you all don't like the price, but you're all still willing to pay it. If that yep. had been two ninety, if that had been three hundred, none of you would have pre-ordered it. No. Two eighty was the absolute upper limit that they could get away with. Yeah, I um, would have paid more. Okay, now listen, I would have paid more. Here we go. If there'd have been a packing game and um, or a bundle. Oh, a bundle, but but I think what my I suppose the, the only kind of sour taste in my mouth is that a obviously we're not getting marrow at launch, but that's you know just a private wish. Um, mm. Is the cost of all the accessories and things like unless you know I'm really hoping the games aren't as expensive as we think they're going to be, and I hope the accessories become more reasonable because the idea I, of paying I think upwards of down. seventy quid for a pro controller is just obscene, and I think th- that's where my worry comes from. Like you can give Nintendo the benefit of the doubt that they've packed. And an immense amount of tech into the Joy Cons and all that, but mm. trying to charge like ninety quid or something or seventy quid for you know two additional Joy Con, that's where I'm starting to think it's smacks. I'll, of greed. I'll be honest with you, the hardware will not change in price, or it will only come down by a very very slight amount. I think you'll see. I think you'll be see a fluctuation in the price of the games because yeah. I'm seeing it all already. Amazon yeah. have got like. I think like Breath of the Wild's up for like 50 quid and I'm already seeing it around for like 45, 40 quid, you know, like being discounted and stuff. So I think the games will kind of even themselves out, but hardware, like normally you find that that doesn't change much. I think the problem is like sometimes people indulge Nintendo because like, you know, the the fans will, like you say, pay whatever it takes. Mm. Um, But I think even them are going to be rankled in the sense that it sounds like with the pricing of the accessories and, you know, the game price for entry points, it does feel a bit like greed rather than just Nintendo's stubbornness of not wanting to devalue products. And also the the paid service, that worries me. Like, I yeah. really think, are they really pushing the, the patience as far as they can of the Nintendo me, diehard? In all, in all if they're only offering, you know, it just sounds like it's not going to compete with PSN yeah. or Xbox at all. I mean, I didn't expect it to out the gate, but it's not even halfway there if some no. of the details are accurate. In all honesty, that's the one thing about the whole thing that, that is really sort of sticking in my core is, is that paid service, like an Xbox Live type service. And it is pushing me to think, do I ever want to buy any online games for this system? Yeah, it's a worry. That is a worry. Yeah. Hmm. So, last but not least, is a series of tweets from uh, Jack here over at LGR. Um, so he says, "So, Switch. The hardware looks like it adds some interesting new tricks, but of course, it's all about the games at the end." Uh, Zelda is a must-buy at this point. A long cry from feeling done with the series after Skyward Sword. Skyward Sword. Can't wait to get lost. 
really interested to see what the new Splatoon and Mario Kart titles bring to the table, especially Kart with its Deluxe tag. Arms looks pretty interesting and I look forward to learning more, always on the lookout for a new fun and importantly safe activity. Concept of 1-2 Switch is interesting, reminds me of the yep, Joust game from a few years back, need to see more of its substance. Interesting games on horizon such as Fire Emblem Warriors, Dragon Quest Heroes, Dragon Quest XI, Octothorpe Traveller etc. I've got to echo his thoughts on um, the Dragon Quest games because I'm desperate to see what they look they're like. Um, as always, some of the main interests were hidden games, Puyo Puyo Tetris, New Bomberman, Sonic Mania, Street Fighter 2 etc. I'm a little concerned about their online plans as someone who occasionally dips into online. Need more info there. That said, the fact that they're adding online play to virtual console titles is a welcome surprise. Once again, wait and see. We still don't know the full launch lineup, but I'm personally happy with the smaller launch games spread evenly over the year. It stops getting games get lost in the initial big wave or from having a drought of releases. Also, it makes budgeting friendlier. So for now, I'm certainly interested and look forward to hearing more over the coming months, but do need more detailed info. Yeah, loads of salient points there, and I do yeah. I, I like the perspective that he's saying that actually just for him in his context, having the, the releases spread out it isn't a problem. It's almost like a benefit. So uh, as uh, on the, the the day of recording, this we're recording this on Tuesday, seventeenth. Um, so tomorrow, the day of recording on Wednesday, there is a Fire Emblem Nintendo Direct. Um, we don't know what's going to be in it. They haven't said what's going to be in it specifically, but uh, we can pretty much guarantee that there'll be some details about Fire Emblem Warriors uh, because they teased that at the uh, the Switch event, um, which is going to be the the Fire Emblem, uh, yeah, the Dynasty Warrior style take, uh, like they've done with Hyrule Warriors and um, uh, Dragon Quest Heroes as well. They did Dragon Quest Heroes as well. Game. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, but the, beyond that we don't know we uh, the mobile I mean, game they'll probably talk yeah about, the, they've they? never really confirmed that have they what there is a mobile working on oh no they are they're, they're working on Animal Crossing and Fire Emblem mobile games yeah I just I didn't know whether they were rumours or whether they're being confirmed or, or as not, far but... as I was aware they've been confirmed they've, right, they've okay. definitely talked about yeah. them in their um, mm. like board meetings you know sometimes you get yeah them yeah they open to the public or whatever. Yeah, minutes from the like financial yeah. calling. That, well, yeah, um, so yeah, that, that, that we should hopefully get some details about the mobile game then, uh, and then beyond that, I guess yeah, everything speculation. We're hoping that there'll be an announcement of a Fire Emblem game for Switch. Uh, if that is the case, I assume it'd be very early in development because, like I said uh, earlier, it's, it's not long since they released three yeah, Fire Emblem fate. games what on the it? 3DS. It was Fates. Fire Emblem Fates. Um, no, Fire Emblem Fates wasn't it. Uh, no, I think Fire Emblem Fates was like the overarching title for it, and then there was like Birthright and Conquest, and then it was a, a third part as well. <laughs> but we obviously haven't got that far. <laughs> no. And no. I'll take it if anything really kind of of significance <clears throat> does come out of that direct, we'll just follow it up on a like on a, another forthcoming recording. Yeah, yeah, we'll follow it up on on a, on a future episode. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, Fire Emblem is not something I've ever really gotten into. My girlfriend is very yeah. big on, on Fire Emblem. I've got so, it on uh, the 3DS. Yeah, same here. Yeah. It's, it's a wonderful story. Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I've very tactics-based. 
haven't made much headway, but that's definitely a game that's on my bucket list to complete. If you were massively into your kind of fire uh, Final Fantasy tactics and that kind of thing, then yeah, that's going to be right up your street. Yeah, yeah, or or Disgaea. That's um, it, yeah. Yeah, games like that. Um, Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it would be, if they do bring one out on the Switch, it would be the perfect time for me to jump in and Mm. and finally experience, because I've watched. My girlfriend play uh, Fire Emblem Awakening and uh, one of the Fire Emblem Fates games, and they do look pretty good. It's amazing how just... attached you get to the characters in those games. They do a very, yeah. very good job of that. There's permadeath, isn't there? That's it. Yeah, yeah. you can play well, casual. You can, you can have well. overall yeah. as well. There are two yeah. modes, but um, yeah, if you play it with permadeath, then it, that really does mm. give you something to sort of hang your hat on, and yeah, you, you fret over your characters. So just before we go then, uh, some shout-outs and thank you. So just want to thank uh, Chazzy immeasurably for you know coming on and joining us and being able to give us like an exclusive hands-on for the Switch. <laughs> That's been no. a, you know, an immense pleasure. It's my pleasure, my pleasure, no problem at all. And a shout-out again to Carmel Sheridan of Last Save Loaded for appearing as a guest on our previous kind of Switch episode. Mm. And of course the listeners for sharing their own thoughts uh, on the Switch launch and uh, you know their, their ideas about whether they're going to pre-order or not. Please do, in the community, keep chatting to us about your views all the way up to the Switch launch and beyond. And again, apologies to Colin for keeping him up past his bedtime. <laughs> it sounds like we're keeping you up past yours today, Mark. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, could keep, I could keep talking about the Switch for hours, but uh, yeah, I suppose we better wrap this up. So, uh, as always, you can stream or directly download our episodes as MP3s via our Podbean homepage, uh, lapsgameradio.podbean.com, or through the Podbean app. Um, if you're enjoying our content, please subscribe to Laps Game Radio on iTunes. Uh, all reviews are most welcome and appreciated in order to allow our little community to thrive. Uh, I guess that's everything, so I guess all that's left to be said is uh, thanks for listening and goodbye. Yeah, thanks, chaps. Been a pleasure. Cheers. Bye. Ta-ra!